0: 84 of the booth review podcast we're here very 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 exciting episode should have come a lot sooner but we had to do trivia on the last episode so we're doing this now so much has gone on so much to talk about but first we got to introduce ourselves
1: seth how's it going good just been chilling kind of for the past couple of days we're uh you know you finished your packing, and I still haven't unpacked since I moved back home from college, so I got to get that done this week, but uh, it's nice. I got the house to myself tomorrow, so it's just me and the dog hanging out all day long, nice. so nice. nice easy day. I, I, I envy you. I am going
0: to be sitting in a U-Haul for nine hours tomorrow on oh my, my drive yeah, down I can't
1: imagine <laughs> driving. Ooh.
0: Yeah, I know.
1: <laughs> <It sucks. laughs> that sounds off. But yeah, I don't again, have like, that issue...
0: Yeah, because your drive is, like, not far. It's an hour.
1: Yeah. It's, it's a little over an hour. I mean, obviously, it depends on the traffic, but it's a little over an hour for me to get from my house to where I live at the U.
0: The good news for me is that I am only probably going to be doing this drive a handful of times. Um, right. I'll be flying home for holidays except for probably Christmas. I'm going to want my car if I'm going to be home for a month. Um, but I'm not going to be, like, driving there and back every time I decide to come home. Uh, so
1: are you bringing your car with you to school?
0: Yeah. Gotcha. So that's like the main reason why I'm driving. I would probably fly if I, if I was not, which a lot of people who I know who are going to the same school as me are flying and they don't have to leave three days early to drive across the not across the country, but down the country. So I don't know. It'll, it, you know, I, I heard this term the other day. Tarmi said this to me. Uh, my ball teammate, he said that someone was talking to him about life and they said, everything is everything. And I like that. I'm going to start using that. Just, you know, everything is everything. So instead of it is what it is, I'm just going to do everything is everything. Yeah, it doesn't make sense, but it kind of does. If you think about it.
1: So <laughs> uh,
0: that's my There's new be
1: thing. be a lot of silence for me on this podcast while I'm trying to figure out what the fuck that's <laughs> supposed to mean. It just means everything is everything, you know? When you're like, oh, it is what it
0: is. Clearly, I don't know. <laughs> everything is everything. So <laughs> that's, that's the mentality going into college move-in day or whatever. But I probably will listen to this podcast on the way down, at least a couple episodes of the review because we're so entertaining. Uh, yeah, all right. Let's, uh, let's unpack everything that's been going on because, like, shit went down. So on the last, ep- last real episode, the last non-trivia episode, we had posted our division predictions and kind of just let them simmer and let the public decide if they agreed and they did not agree. And so we came on the episode and we like, "Whoa, we got a lot of hate, like a hundred comments. It's crazy. Like so many people shitting on us. So many people, this, that. Um, and then I kind of jokingly was like, if people were so upset with this take, like, wait, do you get a load of the, the season predictions for every single team kind of, half jokingly not expecting to do the same thing again uh so we posted the graphic we recorded the podcast and we posted the graphic and not only did we do the same thing again but we quadrupled what we did with the division predictions we have 7 over 700 likes and over 500 comments at at this point all negative comments uh I don't I don't know that there were any positive comments I really don't May less than five percent probably positive of like people who were like okay this isn't half bad but I really didn't see anybody like yes this is this is it right here
1: I mean there was the odd fan account right like there was that Saints fan account that was like you know this is good you know And, and there were a couple of Raiders fans that were like yeah this is great Um but, yeah, I mean, I think there was one comment that I had seen that was like, hey, man, I disagree with a lot of the picks on this list, but then again, people would probably be giving me the same amount of shit if I tried to do the same thing. So, I respect and that, that was And that was the else. comment. I was like, yeah, I was like, you know what? Yeah, exactly, because we're doing our best here. If anyone else does this, they're going to get the same amount of crap. Like it's, And that's the thing. Like People were like, oh, my God, this list is horrible. And it was because of... A, you know, handful of teams and not even like I could probably count the number of teams that people had real long, like tough beefs with. And all of those teams were off by like three wins maximum. Yeah, which is crazy to say, like even like say we have exactly five teams and each one of them is rated in the wrong spot by three wins. That's five teams out of Thirty-two. I'd say that list is pretty good. And at that.
0: three wins. It's also like we're giving ourselves a at sometimes three-win window, at sometimes two-win window. So like, right, and
1: that was the problem too. Is like people were like, "Oh, you guys think X team is way better than this team," and it was you had two teams where and we probably should have set it up so that like in each win bracket, the teams on the left were at the lower end and the teams at the right were on the high end, So you could, but like there would be teams where it was like, we put them in the nine to 10 category with the expectation that they were getting nine wins or the expectation that they were getting 10 wins. And people would be like, wow, you really think they're that much worse than X team? Just when X team we thought was going to get eight wins or we thought was going to get 11 wins or something. Right. So it was like, they're really only separated by one, but because they're in that 11 to 13 category, people are like, oh, you think they're going to get like, if people thought we underrated a team, they automatically thought that they were in the lower part of the category. So people did, also people didn't understand. There were a lot of people, things people didn't understand. First off, was that the four or less category meant that you could get four wins when it clearly says four or less four or, people or less. kept on yeah. saying less, less than, than four. four. No, no, no. Yeah. It's four or less. So get that right. <laughs> and then people couldn't understand that there was more than one list. Like yeah, for a lot of people reason, just thought it was they the just, first list. <laughs> they just didn't understand that you just swiped. Swipe it's, really, it's really easy. You take your finger, and you start at the right side of your phone, and you swipe like an inch to the left, and then there's another list, and there's these two dots at the bottom of the post that's blue, and the other one's gray, and it shows you if you're on the first or the second one. And so it's really clear that there's more than one list there, and people just couldn't get that through their heads, and they were like, "Oh, they put out this one list. Delete the whole page."
0: That's yeah, the other first part. Of all, to the people delete- who are saying, "Delete the whole page," like if you were if you were a person who commented on this post and said, "Delete the page," go fuck yourself. Honestly, no, I'm not going to delete the page just because some fifth grader with 37 followers on a Minecraft gaming account told me to delete my Instagram page, which I've worked for for three years that has 5,000 followers. Yeah okay, I'm convinced the page is gone. People like, what did you what like that might have been the dumbest comment. There were some people that were like, actually thought their comments. They were like, nah, this is wrong because of X, Y, and Z. This team is going to be better because that's it. And then you had the morons who were like, fuck you. And it was like, no, fuck you. Honestly, I'm not going to delete the page. Go go fuck yourself. Honestly, I those and that was a crazy
1: thing too. There was that one account that was like. You know, because I, I, I think I responded to someone who said delete the account. And we're like, yeah, we're just going to delete the account that we've been working on over the past, what, like three years, right? Yeah. Like, you know, we're just going to throw all of the last three years of work away. And some kid with a fan account or, or of some, I want to say it was like a Minnesota Vikings a or, or Vikings like an edits account. or something. Yeah, I I what what it it was like. Damn, you guys have been working on this for three years and only have 5,000 followers? I've had like 3,000 over the first couple of months. And I looked at it, the guy's account was over a year old. So he got 3,000 or 2,000, whatever it was, followers within three months and hasn't changed since then. Right. And so the other other thing, too, is a lot of people like him,
0: there's a very fine line and i know this because i've been on both sides of this in sports media especially sports instagram pages and social media there's a the line that he was on the side of the line that he was on was like fan page kind of like there's it's just a different culture and you know like the fan pages or the the gaming accounts or whatever it may be they all tend to lean on this side and they format their posts very similar you know fucking gradient overlays on all of their posts from photoshop like big like ea font like bright colors and like they post shit like like you know that to kind of stir the pot they're like a little more hype they're like kind of like that rap account it's like y'all rocking with you know like it's different that's not what we are that's not what we're aiming to be like those pages accumulate a lot of followers really quickly like they're just like clout chasers so they'll do anything anything for fucking followers. Whereas we are a podcast which is trying to grow a community of followers and an audience that enjoys listening to our show talking about sports. Like shit like this. Like when we put something out like this, disagreeing in the comments. Like we're trying to build this community of people that that we think we could bring together and have talk sports and listen to sports talk and watch sports talk and, and, and just like a community of sports fans. We are not going around leeching onto other pages for clout, posting these bright, you know, photos and all of this and trying to just like spark a reaction out of people. All of what we said, we actually mean we're not faking it. Like I wouldn't, you know, put my reputation on the line just for a couple extra comments and a couple extra followers. That's not like what I'm about. I'd much rather come about it the organic way. Um, and like, I know both sides of this cause I've been on both sides of it. Like I've had a fan page before. and I've done that and I've just like been a fucking hound for followers. And like I had a Patriots fan page with 18 K at one point, but then again, it wasn't 18, you know, it wasn't the TBR fans are different. You know, we're growing, we're getting actual people in here who are engaging with us and like listening to our show. Like I'm not just going around, like just desperate for followers to, you know, give the impression that like we're a big deal. Like I'd rather just come about it organically. So I, I, don't appreciate like other instagram accounts who are like trying to grow you know throwing shade on other instagram accounts who are trying to grow it's like first of all dude like we have more followers than you so shut the fuck up he's like damn you guys been working for three years and like you only have five thousand it's like yeah sorry i'm not like posting clickbait cloud every two seconds like i'm actually trying to grow a business and like you know promote a brand over here uh and also who the fuck follows the vikings Fuck
1: you. First off, Well, yeah, <laughs> but then you also like look through our account and you can see why it's not like 2,000 a year, which to be honest, it's close, right? Because this is year three. So we're really like two and a half. I bet, and, and, and in the year
0: 2021, it's, it's like 1.5K already. So like this is definitely our most profitable yeah, so, year. It's,
1: right. So we're, it's, it's, we're getting roughly that, right? Like it's not like just just because you had two two thousand in your first month, now you're out to year. you're still in the two thousand range. We're doing the same numbers you are. You just got them real quick, right? That's it. But yeah, the thing that kills me too, is it's like you you go through our posts and you can see there there were times where it was a long break in between mm-hmm. posts, right? Because, you know, for for whatever reason, there were different, you know, there were long hiatuses from the podcast, right? Just for you know, for us being busy with school and other stuff, right? Like, you know, because we have actual lives right. that don't involve like, Dude, I'm not in right? eighth
0: grade anymore. Like, I don't have the time to just post about Adam Feele and Justin I Jefferson. Like,
1: <laughs> I can't go home and, you know, at and get home at, let's see, I used to get home at like 3.30 from middle school. I can't get home at 3.30 and sit around and play video games anymore because, you know high school I actually had homework to do and college you have work to do like there's things that you have to do and then you want to go and like especially in college when you have that freedom you want to go hang out with your friends you want to go explore the city or the town that you're in right like you don't want to sit around on a laptop or in front of a tv screen all day long you just don't want to do that so you know it's as you like, we're, and that's not to say that we're not dedicated to doing this. It's just that there have been periods of time where we can't sit around for eight hours a day doing this. On that
0: note, too, the fucking kid who plays football at Nebraska—that i commenting struck, on this. That one struck the biggest nerve with me. So you know. I used to, when I did like YouTube and like, like I said, I had a Patriots fan page, like whatever, when i have gone on all these like ventures with Instagram, I used to take negative comments, like really personally. And now maybe it's just because there were so many of them. I just kind of, I didn't care. Like, obviously I was like, oh, fuck these kids. But like, I didn't care enough to the point where it like bothered me and like, and like actually got me like upset in my mind. Like, fuck, like, you know, like I was actually pissed except for one person, this, this moron. Who plays? Again, throw air quotes around. Plays football at Nebraska was basically commenting and trying to trying to say like exactly what we just said. Like we're just doing this for attention. First of all, before I finish with the story, I love the people who are like trying to, to like be like you know war you know justice warriors and say like guys they're just you know, don't play into their game don't don't play into their game they're just doing this for attention. They're, they're doing – we're doing exactly what they want us to do. You're falling right into their trap. Those people, it was like, first of all, no. But second of all, like, you're – it's like redundant what you're doing because you're still commenting on the post. So, like, right. in an attempt to get people to stop commenting, you are just contributing some more comments and more traffic on our page. So thank you for that. But this guy basically was one of those people who was like, they're just doing this for attention. They don't actually think this stuff, which – if you listen to the podcast, it's very clear that we, we go team by team and break it down and give a pretty thorough explanation for why we think what we think. Uh, and then he ended it. This was what got me. It was like, this is lazy, basically. And I yeah, I that, can take that a that lot part of criticism. Me as criticism. Well. I can take tons of criticism for shit we do at TBI. Like, oh, you talk too much about this. You know, you, you mentioned the Pictionary every other fucking episode. You, you know, oh or whatever it may be that like we do a lot that bothers people for some reason i can take that criticism and be like all right whatever but if you ever try to call any of us lazy or what we do here lazy i am i am going to fight that tooth and nail like with every fiber in my being to to say that that is incorrect like people do not understand how much of a sacrifice It is for all of us. And right now, I said this to Michael today. I was with Michael. Right now, the driving force of, like, podcasts and content is you and I. But that doesn't mean that there aren't other people behind the scenes that are, like, helping all this shit become, you know, one platform, one, like, TBR. So just because, like, and even so, it's like a huge sacrifice for you and I to have to, like, these episodes we record are, like, hour-plus long episodes. We have to edit them. We have to put them out. We have to put clips out here. We have to put, you know, graphics out that correspond. We put quotes out, whatever it may be. Like, that within itself is, is a job. And then you, you know, peel the onion back even more, and you realize that there's even more time, money, effort that's going into all of this. So for us to have worked as hard as we did on that episode and as hard as we did on that graphic and, like, promoted as hard as we did and everything that just had to fall into place for for this post to even gain some sort of, you know, attention and traction, for someone to, like, say that this was, like, lazy and whatever, like, I was fuming when I heard that. Like, people will just – people will never understand what this group goes through. So also that kid was, like, a triple red-shirted lineman who will never see the field for – like one of the worst teams in the Big Ten, so you know, hang your hat on that, buddy. Keep commenting shit on my page. I love the responses. Yeah, I to won't, his comments,
1: I, too. I, I'm not commenting on the whole, you know, him being a football player thing. I I was a little bit confused about the fact that he got redshirted more than once. I didn't know that that could happen. Um, it's when you suck so bad. <laughs> um, but
0: are the, you the not commenting that, um, because it's like, oh, he's playing football in the Big Ten and we aren't?
1: Yeah, I mean, he's a division one athlete. Like, I, as much, but as- I don't. Okay, but I don't
0: claim to ever like have tried to be one. Like, I don't subscribe to the like. If I say someone sucks, it's like, well, they're better than you. Like, I'm not claiming to be better than them. It's the fact I'm that this kid was like shitting good, on, yeah. you know, was like shitting on my football takes and saying I was lazy. It's like, dude, you're like, you've been redshirted twice. I I think if I actually tried to play college football and, like, did it, I would never let myself get redshirted twice. I'm just
1: saying. <laughs> I would never let that uh, I don't out. know. I mean, I'm sure there are plenty of factors involved. But, no, the lazy thing bothered me because, you know, you know what I had done the, day, the next day? It was 100 degrees out, 90% humidity. I was still in the sling, and I ran two miles. A lazy person doesn't run two <laughs> miles in a sling after having sh- uh, shoulder surgery in 90% humidity and 100-degree heat. You just don't like yeah. it's. It's just not like the the lazy is that bothers me. If you want to say that the takes are bad, if you want to say that they needed to be explained better, it, whatever. They just I don't I don't like the character attacks. You know because I've never like sure at one point in my life I'm sure I was lazy, but I'm I'm not a lazy person anymore by that standard. Like I've <laughs> if I do something, I put in the work right and and someone was like you know why not just put in the work and make it good and i'm like i'm not putting it in, in the work to intentionally make it bad i'm putting in the work right. to try to put in the best that i can and if people don't like it all right so what at least i tried like you know and that's the thing that kills me too is all these people are like you know all oh, these takes are awful you know man they really let anybody have an instagram account man they let anybody have a sports page all right fucker you do it Right. It's
0: like, do it better. You and your 36 followers that you've accumulated, like, you know, come, come and sit at the big boy table once you're ready and like actually try and do this. That's the other thing, too, that people were like, like the comment that I respected the most was like, honestly, if I did this, people would probably say the same thing. It's like unless people saw their team where they liked their where they realistically wanted their team to be, they had something to say about it. And that's going to be true of it. You will not find a single one of these tier rankings that someone does where every single person is like, yeah, this is right. Because everyone has it's an opinion about it. impossible.
1: 32 teams. The other thing, too, I hated, I
0: hated everyone who was like, this is wrong. It's like, it can't be wrong yet. The season hasn't happened. You don't right. know. Like, this could be 100% right, and we just don't know. It's a prediction. It hasn't happened yet. You can't say that. A hypothetical is wrong when it, you know, we haven't seen it come to fruition yet. We're probably going to go at least 75% correctness on this. All the 11 to 13 win teams, no one said squat about them. It was, it was the fucking, first of all, why was everybody riding the Broncos and the Giants coattails like they were the Chiefs and the Bucks?
1: All of a I mean, sudden, was the like, greatest defensive coordinator in NFL history. Well, every, it was funny because every
0: team had the greatest defense in the league, according to someone. I know That was, was so, so good. good. They're like, we have the best defense in the league. It's like, who actually has the best defense in the league? Because everyone's claiming to have the best defense in the league. We can't have 32 <laughs> best defenses.
1: Dude, the thing that killed me, I was like, yeah, you may have a good defense or one of the top defenses in the league, but you don't have a quarterback. <laughs> Dude, I was all. I just don't understand, understand it. I can okay. People, I can. Uh, <laughs> all of the teams that people were like, "Oh man, they have such a great defense." I don't have a single one of them outside of the bottom ten in our quarterback rankings. Yeah. Spoiler alert: We're doing a quarterback rankings. None of yeah, those quarterbacks are outside. Game, so. Are outside of the top ten. Like I I'm was- looking. Right now, and I like I can't find a single team where people are like, oh, yeah, man, but their defense is just so good that I have anyway. Because, like, I, I've got Ryan Fitzpatrick outside of the bottom ten, obviously. He's Ryan Fitzpatrick. I mean, come on. But I also was – I had to defend the Washington football team defense to people, which is crazy in my mind. Because there's that, that one kid that was no brain. like, well, the Washington football team defense didn't have a double-digit sack leader. Come back to me when they have a double-digit sack, uh, sack guy. Dude, you might have had one guy with double digit sacks, but nobody else had more than 4. Right, yeah. It it, it it's like the um and like how how you how'd like Los Angeles Angels? Them, the <laughs> it, it, it's it's like the Los Angeles Angels for like the past 10 years, right? They've been they have the greatest baseball player ever, right? Yeah, In my but they suck. <laughs> and they've been ass. Yeah. <laughs> they haven't done anything. It's it, well, almost what,
0: what was incredible to me. Okay. So like when I posted this and I started to see the comments roll I was like, okay, the saints pick, I understand people being mad at that because that is a stretch. And I know that that's a stretch, but I said in the comments when someone was like, damn, like, you know, you don't, you don't do this very often. Do you? I was like, look, I like to take risks. You all know me. I'm the polarizing fucking one on the podcast. I'm the one who has the, most outlandish controversial takes and hey sometimes they come true and most of the times they don't but i like Jameis winston michael thomas is coming back by the way so fuck everybody who said that he was gone he's back uh they have kamara
1: like the first month of the season
0: that's fine but he'll come back at some point right right Right. a lot of people are like oh they're not the same without michael thomas is going to the patriots it's like fuck you all the Again, all the fifth graders I who, would, who think they're Schefter.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I would love to see Michael Thomas. It's just, on the just not going to happen. <laughs> it's just not. Yeah, exactly. And like, wait, one of my friends was like, "Yeah, you know, we should trade Stephon Gilmore for him." I was like, "Dude, DeAndre Hopkins got traded for a second round pick. I ain't trading one of the best corners in the NFL." For Michael, for Thomas. For yeah. <laughs> Michael Thomas. Yeah, Michael Thomas. <laughs> Well,
0: ever it was so funny because when you do this too, everybody turns into a fucking ESPN analyst. Like, they know everything. They have every inside scoop. They're like Ferulo with the connections. Like, oh, I heard from this person that this person, like, Michael Thomas isn't coming back to the Saints. Like, two days after I posted this report, Michael Thomas and Saints are working on a new deal to bring him back to the seat. So, like, he's coming back. Like, it, you know, like, these people like are just morons. But anyway. I could understand the Saints pick and I'll defend that Saints pick all season long. I'm an, I, I'm still big on the Saints like and I, I'm even bigger on them now that Michael Thomas is back but like that's not the point. The point was Never in a million years did I think it would be the
1: Broncos and the Giants getting the no. most defense from the comments. And, and, and <laughs> we also, like, like we knew that we underrated the Giants, but we did it on purpose, right? Like but I also genuinely believe they're like, a four yeah, or less wing team. I mean, I don't think that they'll get more than six, right? Like, even if I did underrate them, it was only going to be five see that clip of Daniel nine. Jones? Like. <laughs> 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 that screams
0: two wins to me. Dude, everybody was like, you guys don't know what you're talking about. You're hating That on was the Daniel best Jost time for that clip to come out, too. It's Literally the, the next day.
1: The next day. We put it on the TBR like, TikTok, too. Oh, oh my, my God. God. I'm so glad that there was like, a
0: sound for that, too. Like, the elite ball placement sound. Like, that wasn't on the original video. Like, I had to go and find that. And, like, oh, it just fits so perfectly.
1: <laughs> freshman, you at Pingree. We had a backup quarterback that was a tro, like just could not. Th- great athlete, unbelievable athlete. He's a D one athlete now, like great athlete. Was a very good football player, just not a great quarterback. And he threw the ball better than Daniel Jones did in that <laughs> throw, like and he like literally just the most lollipop throws I'd ever seen. I was like, dude, well, I, I was like, how how is this kid? getting reps as the backup QB. And he was he was great other than playing quarterback. Like you put him anywhere else on the field, he was great. He was a really good basketball player, played on varsity. Like he was just just couldn't throw the ball. The
0: best comment I think ever, like this person wins the twenty first century in terms of comments was when I put the Daniel Jones video on the TBR TikTok and they go, Danny Pennies in mid season form. (laughs) That was fucking hilarious. That wins life. If you came up with that comment, whoever you are, like, I owe you, like, a lifetime of, like, laughs. Because I laughed for ten straight minutes of that shit. Danny Pennies. That was so funny. I love that shit. Like, I don't know why I haven't thought of that before. Because everyone's like,
1: Danny Dimes, Danny times.
0: <laughs> it's like Danny Pennies in mid-season form. Oh, that was so good. But, yeah, I mean, there's just a lot of, there's so much we could say about this post um i will say this about the nebraska guy too i laugh so hard at the fact that he like kept hyping himself up like like i think it's a telltale sign when you're like saying that you are something that you're probably not that something like you know like saying nice guys finish last or like you know um you know good guys always come last you know what? it's like you're probably not if you have to like try and convince someone that you are like, he kept saying, he's like, bro, why are you hating on me for being on the bench? Because I'm chasing my dreams and, like, doing this and that and, like, whatever. You shouldn't ever, like, say that about yourself, you know? I feel like it's, it's up to other people to determine that for you. Like, I don't think you should be, like, ever being like, well, I'm, like, I'm out here chasing this bag and I'm, like, providing for, you know, my family or whatever. Like, I don't think you should ever, like, say that for yourself. It's just, like, I, everything I said... He just kept coming back with the, like, oh, you're hating on me because, like, I'm playing in the Big Ten, like, you know, just because I've redshirted to, like, bulk up in the offseason and, like, provide depth for my team. Yeah, it's just, I don't think that you should ever, like, you should ever be hyping yourself up like that. And and it, I don't know. I just, like, I, I just, he kept saying that. Like, no matter what I said, he just kept going back to the fact that he played in the Big Ten. It was like, dude, I fucking get it. You're like. You're a double red shirt in the Big Ten. Ooh, I am so scared of you. Ugly looking fuck, too. All right. That's all I needed to get off my chest for... uh, Oh! Who else? The kid with the girlfriend.
1: That one was just... There was... Nobody looked good in that. I deleted that conversation from the post. No, I... I was
0: right. That was... (laughs) I think it's soft to put your girlfriend's name in your Instagram bio. I think it's so soft.
1: Like it's like, I, all right, dude, we get it. You have a girl. Let's put <laughs> it this way. Let's put it this way. I have a girlfriend. Her name's not in my bio. I've actually right. never posted. Like, if you look at my Instagram or you look at her Instagram, there's no proof that we even know each other, other than the fact that we follow each other. That's a little right. Weird. Like that's it. Well, <laughs> I I choose to keep my private life private. You know, like fair it's, enough. Um, but so like. I've got a girlfriend. I don't have her name in my bio. I personally would not make that decision. I don't like if my girlfriend asked, I'd I'd I don't I think I'd push back on that. I'd be like, why do you need that? I'd Are say like no. Insecure? Do you think I'm like, I was like, I was like, if if a girl ever asked me to do that, I would be like, how many chicks do you think DM me on a daily basis? I'll well, give you a hint. Also, zero. I feel I feel like <laughs> you also to have to do that. You're insecure about yourself
0: because you want people to know that you have a girlfriend.
1: That, yeah, I mean, that too. Like, but why else would like, you do it? it? I think it's a fairly normal thing to, like, post. about your, I just think, No, I posting personally the think it's a little bit the weird. Bio. The bio right. to me yeah. is I, like I right, it, Johnny yeah. Strong. I do think it's here. a little bit weird. But also, like, just no part of that conversation looked
0: good. Just no part. I thought my part looked fine. Um, He kept. Well, again, like, people, you get lost in textation almost when, like, I was like, I forgot he was clowning on me for, like, whatever. Uh, it's too, like, if you just say the takes are bad, I'm not going to respond, but it's like when you're fucking like coming at me personally, then it's like different story. Open season. If you have your girl's name in your bio, like watch out for me making fun of you about it. Um, and I did. And then the part that bothered me was when he responded and then blocked me. So like this is an all-time right. this is an all-time beta move is commenting like if you're in a comment or whatever saying the last word and then blocking the person so that they can't respond and then after he did that he goes that's what I thought and it's like first of all you're a fucking moron who do you think runs the TBR account like hello and you know second off like you didn't think I would have been like hmm that's weird that he hasn't responded let me check on a different account to see if he blocked me and then when he blocked me I DM'd him off the TBR account and called him a bitch and then he was like I'm just tired of you making fun of me for having a girlfriend it's like I'm not making fun of you for having a girlfriend like I'm not like anti girlfriend ever like I've had a couple in my day if you listen to this podcast you'd know about it um but I was clowning on him for the fact that he was calling me soft for my takes but he has his girlfriend's name in his bio that's all, that's my two cents on uh, Fair yeah all right let's let's piss more people off now um we've done division predictions we've done tier rankings for season predictions basically now we are going to rank the 32 projected starting quarterbacks for the upcoming season and i have to if i could speak in bold and underline i would bold and underline projected because yeah i know as soon as we post this shit People are going to be like, he's
1: not going to be a starter, whatever.
0: Like, you know, people are going to, where's Justin Fields? Like, I know people are going to say, like, where is X, Y, and Z? These right. are right now, based off the projected starters for the upcoming NFL season, We, it's bound to change. I know Andy Dalton's not going to start all 17 games this year. I know that right. Trey Lance is going to be a starter at some point this season. But Absolutely. we can't rank them as starting quarterbacks if they have not been promoted to solidified starters yet.
1: Right, and the thing, too, is like we're going off of the indications. Like Obviously, there are teams where it's like, the Chiefs. Well, I mean, no one's going yeah. to start other than Patrick Mahomes, <laughs> right? Like, But, you know, with with the 49ers, right? Like, Trey Lance looked great in preseason, but every indication out of the 49ers organization is that Jimmy Garoppolo is the starter. Same goes for Fields. It's always been Andy Dalton's the starter. We brought him in to be the starter. We're going to sit Fields for a while. We're going to let him develop, which... I think that Fields is a better quarterback than Dalton. Do I disagree with their, you know, philosophy here? Absolutely not, because we've seen that sitting guys at the start of the year works, right? Like the teams, you know, like it helps their development. So I, I have no issue with them sitting them. But we're we're doing this based off of that, um, and then also like. I don't are we gonna start from the bottom and work our way up? I, I feel like that's probably the more logical way yeah. to do
0: it. Yeah, we'll start at 32 and um, go up to one.
1: Yeah, so from my two, I'll give thirty-two and thirty-one right away. It's Zach Wilson and Trevor Lawrence. And I'm doing that because I didn't see them play really in college. I don't like watching highlight reels because a guy is not going to be a highlight reel every single play. Right? right. Like A highlight reel is 100% completion percentage, you know, averaging like 50 yards a play, a touchdown every other play. Like, it's just, it's not an accurate way to kind of judge how a guy is going to be at the NFL level. It's also super hard to tell whether or not a guy that was good in college is going to be good in the NFL. So I put Wilson at 32 and Lawrence at 31 because Lawrence was the first overall pick and Wilson was the second. Right, so I'm going to follow the scouts of the NFL and assume that Trevor Lawrence is the better quarterback because he got taken before Zach Wilson. So that's it. That's my two cents on line thirty-two and thirty-one. Okay. I am not following
0: the same formula in a sense. I agree that it is probably harder to rank these guys. Based off of what we've seen in college and one preseason game where they didn't even play the whole game. That being said, I I real we I think we both realistically know that they aren't going to finish thirty two and thirty one. At least we don't right, hope exactly. so. And I also think we both realistically know that these two guys are probably better than than a lot of players on this list. Absolutely. So I chose to come at it from where I would rank them on NFL readiness right now as starting quarterbacks stacked up against you know, every other NFL quarterback for the 2021 season. So, I, so Trevor Lawrence, both Trevor Lawrence and Zach Wilson are right in the mix, um, and I didn't put them at 32 and 31 based off experience, but like, I, I understand why you, you know, it's tough to like rank these guys ahead of anybody else right now. But I chose to give my best estimate of where I think they are right now I think Trevor Lawrence is miles ahead of Zach Wilson. Um, and I think that there's a third quarterback from that draft class who is not yet named a starter, who is miles ahead of both of them, and we will see that by the end of the season. I believe he will be your O'Roy, also known as the offensive rookie of the year. But that's a different conversation for a different day. Once Jimmy Garoppolo gets set, you'll all see who I'm talking about. Oh, yeah. Intent, hint, it's not Justin Fields.
1: Okay. For, 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 a minute, for a minute, I thought you were uh, implying Mac Jones, and I was going to be like, what are you on? No, like, Cam Newton's uh, starting
0: all 17 games. Actually, no, not all. Once the Patriots clinch a playoff in spot, the playoffs, Mac Jones, Jones will their seating start. In week 17, or week 18, Mac Jones will start. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Once the Patriots clinch the AFC, then Mac Jones will play- start. All right, all right, all right. <laughs> Okay, so my 32 and 31 are who I genuinely believe to be the two worst quarterbacks in the league. So at 32, it's Sam Darnold. Sam Darnold sucks, in my opinion. There's nothing good about his game. He's horrible, uh, and it's not going to get any easier from here on out. Uh, The delusional Carolina Panthers fans in our comments from last post were like, you know, Sam Darnold's a question mark, but I think he's going to, you know, he's on the upslope, you know, whatever. Like, no. He's on the downslope for sure. He's on a bunny. Hill, they don't
1: actually. have any wide receiver. Their best receiving threat is a running back.
0: Yeah. <laughs> and he himself is just not good. Coming out of that draft class too, he was big. Like people were huge he on the him. Was the second overall pick? Yeah. People were like, oh, this kid from USC is going to be so good. And he just wasn't. Was he second?
1: Yeah, wasn't Goff
0: first? Was that the Goff draft? This isn't Trubisky year, is it? Oh, it might be. Hang on, because that it was Josh Allen and Sam Darnold definitely at like Josh, right, Allen but Josh Allen was later. He was like he was still top ten, I think. But anyway, Sam Darnold, eighteen NFL
1: draft, first overall selection, Baker Mayfield. So th- this this draft unbelievably stacked in quarterbacks. In, we go QBs, yeah. We go Baker, then Saquon. So he was the, Sam Darnold was the 3rd overall a, pick. This
0: is a year after um uh
1: Trubisky. Josh Allen is 7th. Then Josh Rosen RIP just got cut. Uh he he was the biggest bust of that draft. He was yeah, He also went
0: 10th overall. he I mean, was supposed to be the number 1 quarterback. Remember that when right? they drafted? Yeah, team? I kind of I vaguely remember that. Yeah, they but it's also Baker, like who had just won the Heisman, which makes sense. And then Josh Rosen falls to 10. And then everyone was like, they interviewed Josh Rosen after he's like, I'm going to, I'm going to write down all the names of everyone who's taken ahead of me. And he's been like on four teams as a backup and just got cut again.
1: But the (laughs) only guy, the only quarterback really that they could have taken over him that they should have, that a lot of teams should have taken was Lamar Jackson who went 32nd overall. Hmm. Running back, tight end, Mark Andrews in that draft, bit of a steal there. Pretty much it. As yeah, that's as a guys, good draft pick. yeah. I mean, I when they got to thirty-one, I was like, Patriots, take them, take Lamar Jackson, please for the love of God. Because no, I'm he was, so good he was so good in college, and I was we, like, are, I we already have
0: a pretty decent running back core. I really don't think we need any more. Right, but they took Sony Michelle. Yeah. So, that didn't work out. Until but later. to be fair, well, they also passed on another Georgia running back who probably would have worked Chubb. worked out better. Nick um, Chubb. right? Nick yeah. Chubb fell to the second round, which is dude, insane if imagine, you think about it now.
1: <laughs> dude, imagine looking at the Georgia. <laughs> they were they imagine were looking at the Georgia back running back, back room and here. thinking that Sony Michelle is better than Nick Chubb.
0: Yeah, I mean, Just look here, okay, the here's the only thing, though. They were both insane that year because that was the year that Georgia went to the SEC championship and they were like filthy. Yeah. They were both really good. So, like, I, under- I can't really fault the Patriots because Sony Michelle was so good. But Nick Chubb was, I think the only hesitancy was Nick- with Nick Chubb was the injury, right? Because he was coming off a knee injury the
1: season prior. And, Maybe. And I think yeah. Michelle
0: took the majority of the workload in that season. So right, that's why. The I'm irony
1: like, there is that Michelle went down with a knee injury, didn't he?
0: Yeah. <laughs> and Nick Chubb is like really good. Anyway, long winded way of saying that Sam Darnold is ranked thirty two on my list. Fair enough. Thirty one since you did thirty two and thirty one. Daniel Jones. Uh Danny Pennies, as we were just talking about. <laughs> He's just not good. Um, another, he falls into the Trubisky category for me of draft picks who came from an ACC school that got drafted way too high, and those teams are paying the price for it now. Yeah. Um, and it's a very specific category, I know. But it's, uh, he's I, I can't just, a lot of these two, I just want to preface it by saying, like, That's right. I'm not going to have Duke, a, yeah, he went to Duke, which cool. is, like, not a football Fox, school. He said-
1: Duke quarterback. Who takes a Duke football player? I know. Didn't he go second overall too? Yes. Yes. I so they so. both went second overall. Let
0: me look at who they passed.
1: Yeah. Oh out. yeah, because you know what? Because they got a lot of sh- shit for um, passing up on Dwayne Haskins. Everybody oh, well, projected that, Dwayne Haskins, but like realistically, it worked out pretty. He fell off like
0: what? I forget when.
1: Well, he fell off Washington wherever they were.
0: I think they were, like, fifth. So Kyler goes number one. Oh, no, Daniel Jones went sixth. I saw Josh Allen to the Jaguars. It's the other Josh Allen. I was like, what the fuck? I didn't know there was another
1: Josh Allen until I was looking up
0: stats for this. Dwayne Haskins went 15th. This was not a good quarterback class at all. Uh, Oh, my God. Kyler and that. Kyler, Daniel Jones, Dwayne Haskins were like the only quarterbacks taken in the first round. And like in the second. Ugh. This is a disgusting class. This is gross. Oh, Will wait, Greer. Is
1: this the Dak Prescott year?
0: No, Dak Prescott was drafted way earlier. This is 19.
1: Oh, shoot. You're right. Dang.
0: Prescott was around with Romo. Right, right. Cause and that, then he took that, over. The well, Dak was
1: the same year as Zeke. They took Zeke third overall or something, and everyone was like, "You don't take a running back in the top five And then you the balled out for like three years, and everyone was like, "Oh, that might he have had been the ball right security
0: bit. issues last year, and is like no longer good." According to <laughs> He's some, still
1: people. good. Like he he had ball security issues early in the year, and then never shook the narrative because he ended up with a relatively normal amount of fumbles compared to like the rest. He did.
0: Right? He lost the balls in big moments.
1: Right. That was it, the issue. It was, it was like he lost yeah. the
0: team and then they benched him for a little bit for Tony Pollard, who was like. Right. Unreal. But
1: it was all the, thi- the thing with it was that it was all because remember, he had COVID in the off season and then he, it was all within the first couple of weeks, like within the first few weeks of the season, he had already reached his like career high in fumbles and then slowly as the year went on, he got better. But the problem was that it didn't matter because by that point, Dak was out and they weren't competitive. Right. Um,
0: yeah. But what I was going to say was just like a lot of these picks too, like these are all picks based off of statistics and like previous season rankings and you right. know, yardage and touchdowns. But in the moment, I'm probably not going to have a lot of justification for these picks and, until I like we get to one that like is could probably yeah. be seen as controversial. But I'm not going to be like you know geek nerd being like oh well you know in this season he did that like your your list has it and so does mine. But on the podcast I'm just gonna this is strictly like here's where I put him and here's why in my mind he makes sense there. So if everyone's like, oh, yeah, you don't so, even have evidence to back that, it's like, well, no, look, up, I've look got, up the numbers yourself and, like, let's, you know, let's be real here.
1: Okay. So my, so now that we're at the point where this is my – I believe this is the worst starting quarterback in the NFL of guys that I, like, can actually make a judgment on, it's Sam Darnold. Pretty clear. Doesn't have a high completion percentage. Turns the ball over way too much. Just And, and you know, I'll blame – some of that on being on the Jets, but he has more turnovers than he does touchdowns and you can't blame all of that on the Jets. Um, so he's my 30. Uh, do you want to just do this like two at a time? And then we'll just go sure. back and forth. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so I've got Jalen hurts at 29. Now later we're going to do a um, guys who we think are, you know, have the most potential to move up on this list and Jalen Hurts is going to be number one at that spot because every indication coming out of camp is that everyone's been super impressed with him. Mike Reese reported th- earlier today that during the Patriots and Eagles joint practices, um, Cam and Mac didn't distinguish themselves, but it was clear that Jalen Hurts was the best quarterback on the field. So that, do with that what you will. I trust Mike Reese to know what he's talking about. So. Um, I think that Jalen will move up, but I based my rankings off the past experiences of these players, but also their performance last year. And so based off of his performance last year, it's tough to have Hurts anywhere other than 29, and really the main distinguisher for me between him and Darnold is Hurts is a dual threat. Because when you look at it, he threw six touchdowns and had four interceptions, but his overall total touchdown to turnover ratio is like two and a quarter. Right. So he's a little like, it's not great, but it's significantly better than Sam Darnold. So that's why he's at 29 for me.
0: Okay. Um, my 30 is Drew Locke. Um, I actually used to like Drew Locke. Um, I, I think that he's actually really talented which is odd for me to put him at 30. I think he's a talented quarterback. I just think that he's not really a sufficient NFL quarterback.
1: Yeah, Um, I mean, Tim Tebow was a talented quarterback, but couldn't really get it done.
0: Right. Speaking of Tim Tebow got cut today. Um,
1: (laughs) RIP Tim. Yeah.
0: Yeah, it's all good. Your wife is beautiful. Uh, (laughs) That's true.
1: (laughs) A <laughs> man has millions of dollars in a smoke right. show of a wife i don't I don't, think I don't feel there. sorry for him. Um, <laughs> but uh, but yeah,
0: drew Locke, I just I look at this list and I'd like to move him up more because I like his swagger. sometimes he can yeah. you know he can he's an electrifying player and I always have a certain soft side for electrifying players because you know I consider myself to be an electrifying person. Someone who, you know, a little, lar- little larger-than-life personality gets the people going. And that that is Drew Locke. Um, and I like that he raps that on the sidelines, too.
1: Nobody knows what it means, but it's true <laughs> Yeah, if you,
0: did, if you didn't just start singing People in Paris by Jay-Z and Kanye West after I said it gets the people going, then you're so uncultured. Um, but, yeah, I, Drew Locke, He. But he funny sang, is that's he, really an Animal House quote.
1: And I feel like no, our no, no, generation...
0: No. Not Animal House, um, old school, right? Oh,
1: was it old school? No, I thought it was it's Animal not, House.
0: It's not Animal House because Animal House, is it's, it's Will Ferrell. Oh, is it Will Ferrell? Yeah. I don't. Hold I don't. on. It actually, so the first quote is the Blades of Glory or whatever, but is the second quote, because the first quote is, we're going to skate to one song and one song only. Hold on, I'll look it up. I know for a fact the second one is an Animal See? House.
1: I, I've never seen old school. I've seen Animal House and I seem to remember that being part of it. I think, you're, I could... mixing, I
0: think you're mixing Bluto's speech with uh, uh, yeah. so the first song is from Blades of The first quote is from Blades of Glory. We're going to skate to one song, one song only. The second yeah. one Oh, it is from Blades of Glory as well. No one oh, knows really? what it means, but it's provocative. It gets the people going.
1: I want that. Wrong on all fronts. <laughs> Happens Sometimes,
0: but uh, but yeah, uh, Drew Locke. He uh, he's had. There's some cool clips of him rapping on the sidelines to the songs they play at Mile High Stadium. Yeah. He he is he is once again a larger than life presence. You know, much like myself, but not not breaking my top thirty, my top twenty nine. Um, I've got him humbly at 30. Uh, s- potential for him to move up a couple spots, but no threat for him to be like MVP or top 10 or anything like that. Not good enough. Right. Number 29 is the guy who I think will lose his job the quickest in the NFL this year and is probably going to be on America's hot seat uh, for the first couple weeks of the season. And that's Andy Dalton. Uh mm. See, Andy Dalton is a very good utility quarterback, especially, you know, when he was in Cincinnati, he was always like a guy who could throw the ball and he could throw touchdowns. And his name kind of always floated around there and like, you know, yardage kind of guys, like could throw for a lot of yards. He got thrown into a really tough situation last year when Dak goes down, probably not expecting to be the starter in Dallas in a very shitty COVID season. He had to come in and be the starter. Uh, and then he went down for, he got popped in a game and got like a bad concussion, came back, whatever. Now he's in Chicago where every Chicago bears fan is just waiting for him to fail so that they can finally put Justin Fields in. And this is probably going right. to be the toughest spot he's been in, in his career, where your own fan base is rooting for you to fail so that the new hotshot backup quarterback can slide in to your spot and can finally, you know, get, get the starting nod. Um, I, I, again, I like Andy Dalton, but on this list, I think that he is probably the only guy who I can sit here and say, doesn't deserve to be in the starting spot. Everyone else I can say like, all right, they've done X, Y, and Z to like earn a starting job. Or like, even if they're in a yeah. quarterback competition, like maybe they're going to edge out this way. Like Jimmy G is a perfect example. We'll talk about him later on. Cause he's higher up on, on both of our lists. Not crazy high, but he's higher up. Um, who like, that's a guy who might not start the whole season, but like, you can make a clear argument for why he's being named the starter or he's the projected starter right now. Andy Dalton, the only, it's nothing like he is not in control of his own fate. Uh, it's, it's like, if I ask you why Andy Dalton's starting, you're going to tell me it's because they want to groom Justin Fields and like give him time behind a veteran quarterback. It's not like, Oh, because Andy Dalton's better. So it's, a really, it's going to be a really tough spot for him to be in. Whole city's probably going to be rooting against him. I feel for him. But, uh, yeah, he's my 29.
1: Yeah, so my 28 now is your 30, Drew Locke. Um, I've got him higher than Hertz because his yardage and completion numbers are better. Um, also, his PFF grade is significantly higher um and so that was another factor where it was like I'm not putting everything on the PFF grades because if you were to look at all of these players it's not in order of PFF grade um but that was something where it was like if I was kind of in between on two guys I would kind of lean on that a little bit to decide where they were going uh but I also have him above Darnold because um turnovers neither one of them is really great about turnovers but Locks better so that's you know and I really value your ability to score touchdowns compared to the turnovers. Like that was really a big one. Like if I had two guys that were like dead, even I think I've got one, i I've got five different stats that I kind of compiled. If you were on the other four, almost identical, if you were better at not turning the ball over combined with scoring, you're higher up. And we'll see that around in my top 10, that really comes into play. Um, and then 27, Carson Wentz, almost identical numbers to Drew Locke. I just have him higher because we've seen what he's able to do in the past. He was pretty good for a couple of years there in Philly, just couldn't stay healthy. Yeah,
0: um, 28 is Carson Wentz for me. Uh, I don't like Carson Wentz. I uh, thought he was overrated from the day he stepped foot on an NFL football field, and I f- think that that's come to fruition at this point. Um, I'm basing the 28, like, like you said, he had some MVP caliber seasons in his past. He was, he could throw the football really well and he could put the ball into some really good areas. And he put up numbers early on in his career in Philly. Why he's so low on my list and probably same for you is even though he's been ridden with injuries, take a look at like what he's done in recent years when he, when he was able to play on the football field. I don't want to call him healthy because I really don't think he's ever been at hundred percent health. Um, you know, after his first few injuries, but look at what he's done in recent years on a football field. I don't know how you can sit here, especially for all the Colts fans who are commenting on our page and realistically be like Carson Wentz is going to turn it around in Indianapolis. I subscribe to the theory that, you know, fresh start for some players can like, you know, rejuvenate their, their momentum and they can play better when they're traded or when they, you know, leave in free agency to go to a new team that like, A fresh start can mean everything for a player who's trying to find his rhythm again. But I don't think that's the issue for Carson Wentz. I think the issue is he's just kind of lost his game through all these injuries. Um, So I was never really big on him. And I don't think this Colts team is anything special. So I've got him at 28. And then 27 is Zach Wilson. Zach Wilson, I want to be way higher. But he screams Johnny Manziel to me right now. Um, And there... Everybody said it about Baker and Baker proved them wrong. Um, And I think that was more so just because they had very similar paths, whereas Zach Wilson is very different path. I had this image in my head of Zach Wilson. I never really watched BYU play all season, but I had this, but I, you know, I keep up with the Heisman watch and everything and his name kept popping up. And I just had this image in my head of this, like, entitled douchebag, preppy quarterback who was flashy and he wore like the bandana towel and um, who was someone who I wasn't really going to like. And I watched uh, the game that probably everyone saw BYU in on prime time was BYU and Coastal at the end of the season. The bowl
1: game, right? The bowl game.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That was the only one I ever saw him playing. Yeah, so I think that's pretty much the only game that like the majority of non BYU football watchers saw Zach Wilson showcased in and he looked like shit. Coastal was all over him. They their defensive line dominated that game, like incredible win.
1: The the very brief amount of time that I was on watching him, he looked unbelievable. So you were you watching the first half of that game, probably? Maybe. I don't I don't remember where it was, but I remember we talked about it. We talked about it on the podcast during one of the pickums. Yeah. Cause I was like, I was going back through the pickums because I was trying to see if we had mentioned our record at all. Because I wanted to like see what because you know by yeah. week nine last year we were at like a seventy percent win percentage, and so I was trying to figure out what our total win we were percentage was good by the last end year. Season. We we were we were real solid, and that's I was trying to find the exact number so I could be like, look, we were a combined like eighty percent win percentage. Fuck off. We know what we're talking watch about. Watch us go
0: under. Watch us go undefeated this year.
1: <laughs> oh, it won't happen. We're gonna be six and ten on the first day. No, that's how it was last year. We're gonna no. be shit there. Near- <laughs> I'm I'm always bad early and good late. Yeah, that's true.
0: This year we're gonna like this year's gonna be much more organized too with like the graphics yeah. and everything. So we'll just know our records every week heading into it. We won't have to like do math. Um, but yeah, wa- d- d- don't let me go undefeated. Just put me to bed. Don't let me. You don't want to catch. You don't want to catch me undefeated this year. It's like physically impossible, but, um, but yeah, so anyway, Zach Wilson was in the first half of that game really good because BYU built up his lead and then blew it in the second half. Really? He threw a bunch of interceptions. He was getting sacked, not all on his fault. He was kind of running around the field, very Patrick Mahomes in the Super Bowl esque just running around, throwing the ball to whoever. So that was pretty much the only impression I had of him. But come NFL draft season, I actually really looked into this kid. And I watched his highlights. Like you said, obviously, highlights are highlights. They don't show you the lowlights. But I looked up his stats. I looked up his highlights. He's a very good player. Uh, And I started to actually come around on him, especially because, you know, all this, there were some jokes about him coming out of BYU or whatever. And, like, at the draft, like, that video of, um, I forget, it was, like, Jamar Chase was, like, throwing throwing up. There's a photo.
1: It's literally him and, like, eight black guys and they're all putting up signs of some kind. And then Zach Wilson's like, looking them, around like, like, what the fuck <laughs> is going on here? It's, yeah. it's like that, that Muppet meme where it's like, it's looking at you and then it looks away. Yeah. Like that's what he looks like.
0: Yeah. So I actually started to like Zach Wilson, but he really screams Johnny Manziel to me right now. I think he's getting thrown into a tough situation. He was on a college team where, he was the college team, kind of similar to Johnny Manziel at Texas A&M. Obviously, Texas A&M program is elite and, you know, they're, you know, big time SEC school and all that. But on that on those years where Johnny Manziel was on the team, and was like Heisman like he was the team. And like that was true of BYU. And it showed in that coastal game it was like if you shut down Zach Wilson, they had nothing else. So I think he's just getting thrown. And now he's going to a really shitty team in the New York Jets, similar to, you know, Johnny Manziel got sent to the Browns and they were awful. Um, I, I can't realistically put Zach Wilson any higher than 27, uh, even though he's probably more talented than a lot of these guys on this list, or at least a, a good handful of guys that I have ranked higher than him on this list. Can't bring myself to put him higher than twenty seven. So I'm sorry, Jets fans. Well, actually, I don't think any Jets fans are gonna contest me on this one. They haven't they haven't sniffed five hundred in like twenty years. Um <laughs> but uh but if you are, you know, mad, sorry, but
1: it's just the way the cookie crumbles. Yeah. So uh twenty six I have Daniel Jones. Just slightly better from a turnover standpoint than Wentz. Better from a completion percentage standpoint. Not really much else to say there. So he's 26. 25, I have Andy Dalton for the same reasons why I have Jones over Wentz. Better at turnovers, better at completion percentage. So that's my 26 and 25. Pretty quick, simple, easy. Cool. Uh, 26, Jared Goff. Uh, I said I thought Fair he was enough. a really
0: good quarterback for the Rams. I don't think he's going to be a good quarterback for the Lions. Um, gets sacked a lot. Uh, not necessarily the best ball thrower in the league. And I think he's going to struggle this year. Uh, So that's where I'm ranking him right now is 26. Cause you know, and I don't think I'm going to get a lot of heat for that one. Uh, 25 is Tua. I don't think Tua is good. I thought he was way too overrated coming out of Alabama and he struggled this year. I advocated for him. I think we both advocated for him to not be named the starter in Miami And had Brian Flores or whoever made that decision listened to us, they probably would have made the playoffs.
1: Yeah. I don't know how you could see the Fitz magic, no look throw against the Raiders where his face mask is getting grabbed and his head's getting pulled away from the play and not think that he was the best quarterback on that team. Similar to a
0: situation in Chicago where they were doing really well and decided to change the quarterback. Say what you will about Mitchell Trubisky's performance. That team hey, was what? How how dare you slander the MVP? How dare you? I'm not slandering the MVP. I'm giving him props. He he was 3 and 0 in Chicago and then they benched him and then they like proceeded <laughs> oh, 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 sorry. Again. I
1: thought it went the other way around. No, Trubisky was
0: starting. They were 3 and 0. Granted, he wasn't playing all that well, but they were 3 and 0 and then Matt Nagy was like all right, you're out. And they put Nick Foles in, and then didn't they lose like six straight? They somehow made the playoffs, but imagine if they'd kept Trubisky in, I think they would have been like eleven, twelve win team. Yeah. And
1: they, they ended might, up being
0: what? Were they nine and seven as a wildcard team?
1: Maybe. Because
0: they they went on a they they, they, they were worse was, than. They started like four and one or five and one and then lost like six straight. Because I remember in all the Pickums. I would just keep saying like this Bears team is a wagon like you guys have no idea. Okay, one and zero, two and zero, three and zero, three and one, four and one, five and one. They started five and one. I was right. Yeah, they, they started beat the 5-1.
1: Buccaneers. Remember, <laughs> on Monday Night Football, no, because the Bucks, dude, the Bucks sucked for the first like six weeks of the season. I know. <laughs> Still, they beat the Super Bowl
0: champions. And, like, the greatest Great. so quarterback of like, all time. And uh, then proceeded look to back, holy look shit. back at
1: 2014 um, week, uh, no. What, what year did Brady get suspended for Deflategate? 2016-17. Yeah. Look at that season. They were 1-3 in three for the first four weeks. You think anyone looks back at those first three weeks and is like, oh, they beat the Super Bowl champs. No. Nobody gives a fuck. Because they sucked for the first five weeks of the season.
0: I'm just saying that this team was 5-1 and, right. and beat right. the greatest exactly. quarterback of all time. And the head coach was like, you know what? Now seems like a good time oh, to was switch that quarterbacks. The, was that
1: the four game? That was, was the, that four the four down. Game? Yeah, that was
0: the four down <laughs> game. It was Monday Night Football. I remember watching that. Unbelievable. Dude, they <laughs> lost like six straight after that. <laughs> Jeez. When they decided to put Nick Foles in. So, same situation with Tua in Miami, where... He got thrown in too early, and he tried to display his talents, and he threw – it just wasn't good. And I don't think he's – I think the best thing for the Miami Dolphins and probably for Tua is to get him the fuck out of there. Uh, he only – he threw for less than 2,000 yards last year. I don't know how many games he actually played in.
1: He, he was uh, 181.4 yards per game. So that's probably like – Eleven ish. That's
0: games?
1: ten. That, that's ten games. Because he threw
0: games. for one thousand eight hundred and fourteen. <laughs> there you go.
1: So dead so on. 10, it. Yeah. So, he played, so he
0: played in ten games, so that means that Fitzpatrick played in no more than six, right? Six. Yeah. Uh and Fitzpatrick out threw him. So that's all that's all you need to know from me. Tua uh, at twenty-five.
1: Yeah, so I've got him at twenty-four. Um The only reason, like from a numbers standpoint, other than turnovers, Dalton's a little bit more impressive, but Chua's a little bit more of a dual threat than Dalton, much more athletic. Um, Obviously didn't really show that off last year, um, but he kind of showed a little bit of that in college. So I gave him a little bit of the edge there. 23, Jameis. It's so hard to pick where he's going to be this year. Like, you know, people made the jokes about the LASIK surgery, but like if that dude wasn't seeing straight and he threw for thirty touchdowns and thirty interceptions, I feel like if he's seeing straight, he could throw for thirty touchdowns and ten interceptions, which would be pretty good, and would get them close to that, you know, ten win mark that you know, I, I think I have them in the eleven to thirteen or I am actually I might have them in the nine to ten. I think I had them in the nine to ten, which would make sense. So I've got him at twenty three. So yeah, that's yeah. my twenty four. Yeah, you
0: had them in nine to ten. Um twenty four, Ryan Fitzpatrick for me. Uh I you know, I say this every year, or, or you know, everybody says this every year and he continues to prove them wrong, but I think Father Time is kind of catching up with him. I think his, you know, Fitz Magic thing, the shtick is kinda is up, especially on a team like Washington. I I, I don't know. You could say oh, yeah, you know, Curtis Samuel, Terry McLaurin, um you know, pretty pretty versatile guys who got it done last year with like constantly changing quarterbacks, um, and they were a playoff team somehow. Uh, but I don't know. I think that it's and it's not a knock on him as a player. It's more so when you get to that age and you aren't Tom Brady and doing the TB12 method and you know uh, salivating your face in, you know, almond, whatever, imported from the Himalayas. and doing Avocado, tequila. Right. Like doing, you know, doing all this weird, really out there, like, you know, training and therapy, whatever. Then I think it's really hard to sustain an an NFL career at this age, especially as a starting quarterback where these defenders are younger, faster, harder hitting. I think it's really tough. Do I think he's going to struggle this year? No. Do do I think that he will you know throw for three thousand yards? Maybe, yeah, maybe. But I've got him right now ranked at twenty fourth. Um, I don't see him having more potential than any other guy I have ranked ahead of him. And then twenty three, I'm with you on Jameis. Um, I think he's a guy who we should throw in the arrow up category that has potential to move up because you know, like you said, I love I. Whenever someone tries to shit on Jameis, I say. Two years ago, he threw for the most touchdowns in the NFL. And everyone's like, yeah, and the most interceptions. But here's the thing. Interceptions don't always mean six points against. Touchdowns always mean six points for. If you are throwing, if you are leading the league in touchdowns, I don't care how many interceptions you threw, you are 30 times six, 180. Yes. You, you, You have just gifted your team 180 points over the course of a season. Uh, And the fact that he did that as a fucking cross-eye was, or whatever LASIK, whatever he had, was incredible. So if he can return to that form, even if he's throwing, you know, the most interceptions in the NFL, if he can throw, you know, 30-plus touchdowns, whatever it may be, 40 touchdowns even, because, you know, there were guys this year who threw 40 touchdowns then I don't care how many interceptions you throw you are putting points up for your team and you're a scary player, but you know, we didn't see him that much all last year. He did come in in some situations, that playoff game, they brought him in for a few downs and he was slinging the ball on the money. Um, He threw a touchdown pass in that game. So, so, Hey, like, who knows what this guy's going to be? But I'm with you. It's hard. To, it's really hard to tell because just we haven't seen him start uh, in two years, and the last time we did see him start, apparently he wasn't seeing right. So, and he trains. You just got to give it to him. He trains harder than anybody else. But like you see the video. Yeah,
1: he looks like a fucking idiot while he's doing it, but he trains so hard. But he works
0: he so hard. hard. Like yeah, you got to give it to him. He's probably the hardest working player out there. So. So I really want to buy into the Jameis story, and everybody knows how big I am on Jameis. You know, eating W's, whatever. But uh, but only time will tell.
1: So, it, just bothers me. it bothers me how he held it up with the fingers crossed in the middle. It just fucks me up every day. Looks like a fucking chicken hand.
0: <laughs> I can't even do that. I can only do it with my oh, this. I can't even bothered. cross the middle one, so I just can do this. Do the Spock thing?
1: No. <laughs> What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> fuck you, I don't God. Know, man! It's weird. <laughs> fingers, man. I thought everyone had the same control over their fingers.
0: Clearly, I don't.
1: Okay. All right. Twenty-two, <laughs> Jared Goff. I've got him above everyone else just because his numbers are marginally better. He's a little bit more efficient. A little bit better than you know, whatever. Um, then Jimmy G at twenty-one. He. He's just a little bit better at not turning the ball over than Goff. So that's really the only argument I have for putting him at 21 over Goff. Um, but yeah, th- those two are really quick and easy. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, uh, if people listen to this and they want the actual numbers, I have the entire list right in front of my face with all of the numbers.
0: But I don't feel Please like saying. Please DM Seth Jimmy, and ask for the numbers if you want the numbers.
1: Jimmy, Jimmy, I don't feel like saying. Jimmy Garoppolo had two total <laughs> touchdowns for every interception and 220 <laughs> yards per game. Sound like Farula? <laughs> 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 okay. <laughs> um, Twenty-two. You're a bitch if you're listening. I don't think he realizes why I keep calling him that. And it's because of that one time that he said that he couldn't come. So we didn't all hang out and do trivia. And then last minute, like five minutes after my dad left, he said, yeah, I could come.
0: Yeah. <laughs> that's
1: it. That's the only reason why I keep calling him a
0: bitch. I it should also be for not- how I, it actually happened a lot more times than it should. Where Ferro would just walk in in the middle of a podcast that he was supposed to be on. And he would walk in like 45 minutes late. And just sit down next to me and like not say anything. <laughs> that happened a lot too, and people don't know that that happened because he wouldn't talk, and you obviously don't right, not, exactly see the video. But it happened a lot. Or for will just walk in and sit down. So I don't know. Um, but yeah, twenty two for me is Jimmy Garoppolo. Really weird that Jimmy Garoppolo took a team to the Super Bowl and was like having like an MVP caliber season a couple years ago, and now we're like. He might not even start this year.
1: Hey, man, having a 30-point lead in the Super Bowl and then choking it will do that to you. He's just a guy who
0: has been playing his entire career with the injury bug. Um, He got screwed out of a starting job in New England. Uh, In my opinion, he was, I think everybody, obviously, we don't know the full story, but I think everybody kind of assumes that, He was meant to be the starter, and Brady didn't really fuck with that, so he shipped him off to San Francisco so that he could be secure about his job. Well, it wasn't
1: Brady, it was Kraft. Belichick brought him in because he thought that Brady was going to be done, and then when Brady was like, nah, I'm going to be here for another like three years, Kraft was like, Bill, get him the fuck out of here, you're fired. And Bill was like, hey, I like getting paid money, and I like being here and winning because I've got the greatest quarterback of all time. I I, I,
0: I will go to my grave thinking that Brady had something to do with that trade.
1: I just, I just personally. craft well, Kraft because of Brady. Like Brady was the reason why he got traded. But I think, I
0: think, I think, well, I know that Kraft was. But I, I also think Brady was not a JG yeah. fan.
1: Brady, Brady might have been like, "Yo, Rob, you want to get him out, get out of get here? Get him the fuck out of here!" And he was. Rob was like, "Yep, that's what you I wanted think to get a I massage with Brady... me down Florida." Yep. <laughs> <laughs> My dad
0: has a picture at that massage parlor, and it's the no. latest thing. Yeah, like, <laughs> right when it was all happening, he was just happened oh. to be in Florida and went to the place and took a picture.
1: <laughs> oh my, God. my favorite part about that is there's this show that I never finished on Netflix. Like, I watched the first episode, and it was kind of fucking weird, and I was like, I'm not finishing this. It's a Paul Rudd show, right? And the whole premise of the show is that one of his coworkers is like, dude, you got to lighten up. I am sending you – this is this – great massage place and i went there and i'm like a whole new man and he sends them and they fucking clone you and they kill you but they didn't kill paul rudd and so he wakes up in the middle of nowhere and finds himself at home and then sees him right and so like that's the premise of the show right like that's i don't know what else happens after that but as he's leaving the place or no sorry as he's entering tom brady's leaving oh that's funny and so the joke is that, like, because every time you go, you are supposed to become like a better version of yourself. And so the joke was supposed to be like, you know, Tom Brady right, keeps yeah. on going to this place, and that's why Father Time hasn't caught up to him or whatever." Right? And I thought that was just hilarious. Like, that's, cute yeah, little cameo. Good, from Tom good Brady. little
0: cameo. Yeah. But um, but yeah. I mean, we met Bob Kraft, and I told him I was like, "Hey, man, I, I'm on your side."
1: I, I remember that. Yeah, he was at the playoff game. I remember sitting there, and I spotted him out of the crowd and then i was like yo i forget if i spotted him or if i had seen you posted on your story you probably saw people. it because no what... one if you did spot so, him, you didn't tell me <laughs> no you know what it was i spotted him because there were people around him. Mm. there were a bunch of people if you know people want to take photos freaking bob crap i would want to do that too um and I was like, who the heck is that? And I kept looking, and I was like, oh, my God, it's Robert Kraft. And then all of a sudden I saw your photo with him, and I was like, oh, yeah, it was Robert Kraft. Yeah. So I pointed it out to my mom. Great guy, like, oh. big fan
0: of the program, big friend of the program. Um, but, yeah, Jimmy G at 22. Uh, I didn't really give an explanation for that one, but.
1: I don't really need one. Who's your 21? Cam Newton. Uh,
0: okay. I, I really, it pained me to do this. But if I'm going to if I'm going to do this, then I have to be consistent for all the players who fit into his category. And I think that based solely on his season from last year and the abilities that he showed on the field last year, I cannot put him ahead of any other any of the remaining quarterbacks on the list yet. That being said. Everybody knows my defense for Cam Newton. He got COVID in the middle of the year. He had zero weapons. This was a a, exactly. a burning house of a football organization last year. I think it's going to be vastly different this year. I think he ends up a top seven quarterback in the league by the end of the year. Top 10 at the very least. I really think he's going to prove a lot of people wrong this year and just have a stellar 2015-esque season where he is a true dual threat. Right now, though, because these are rankings and not predictions for where I think these players are going to end up 21.
1: Yeah. I mean, I'm rooting for cam. Like I, I him to play obviously as a Patriots fan. I, I just, I love cam as a human being. I'm getting a Jersey soon at some point. So I will have a cam Newton Jersey. I love cam Newton. Haven't been as I was so excited when they signed him. Just so excited. Um, and like, I literally watched every game last year. Like I, and I, did that because Cam was there. And I was like, cause I wanted to watch Cam. Um, my number 20 is Joe Burrow. Um, part of that is just because of, you know, getting injured midway through the year. He was playing pretty well, but it was also the Bengals. So you can only ask so much of him. Um, you know, his his numbers are significantly better than Jimmy G's um, on pretty much every front other than completion percentage um so that's why i have him over jimmy g then 19 i have big ben um and the only reason why big ben is higher than burrow is uh better turnover ratio that's it that's the only reason why i think that um big ben's gonna be number one on my potential to move down um so right right now my number one on potential move up is hurts my number one on potential move down is ben um so yeah that's 20 and 19
0: cool um 20 Jalen Hurts. uh you had him really low I I think the sample size is not big enough on him to that was yeah I mean yeah, that's keep obviously him that low and this one for me is very eye test it was when they put him in he did exactly what was asked of him he yep. he, he, he did he came in and he did Gave the Packers a great game. He threw the ball really well. He put the ball in great areas. He was, you know, made himself a dual threat. Jalen Hurts not necessarily known for his running, even though he is a dual threat mobile quarterback. He's also. but
1: you also have to, he only played in what? Like four games, five games? He had 300 yards. Yeah. Which is crazy. Like 300 rushing yards.
0: Right, yeah. Which is, which is great, and like, and that's why I'm keeping him that high, too, is because like, you watch him at Alabama and you watch him at Oklahoma. Okay, so Alabama, he was very run-heavy, um, and they used him as such. A lot of RPOs, like a lot of short-yarded situations where they'd have him keep the ball. Oklahoma was different. Oklahoma, he had probably one of the best receivers in the nation. Sorry, no, the best receiver in the nation on his team, uh, looking to make a deep run to the CFP. He was slinging the ball. At Oklahoma. So you kind of got best of both worlds of him in college where you had like this really good pocket passer quarterback, but then this really good Russian quarterback. So it was like, what are you going to get in the NFL? And in the games that they put him in, you kind of got a little bit of both, which was great. If he can maintain that dual threat status and be consistent and find ways to win football games. If you can't win football games, then like just do everything you can for your team. That is going to put them in a situation to win football games. Cause you do play for the Eagles. Uh, then I see no reason why, you know, why this pick would be, you know, why people would be upset with me putting him at 20. And like you said, he's the guy with the most potential to move up. I 1,000% agree with that. Um, I think that Carp likes to talk about quarterbacks who are like, you know, guys who aren't going to win you games, aren't going to lose you games. And then you have your guys who are going to win you games and are going to lose you games. I see Jalen Hurts as a guy who is – going to consistently put you in a position to win a football game so i don't think he's a make or break guy but i think that at least what we saw last year especially look at that packers game he put his team in a position to win that game and he did it in college um and he played for two elite college football programs uh i think he's going to do it again this year and that's kind of where the basis of my eagles pick from like the last few podcasts comes from is i really like jalen hurts and i like what i saw from him so that's my 20. Um, 19, Derek Carr. You and a lot of other people are very big on Derek Carr. And if you look at the numbers I from last season.
1: Big on him, but the numbers have him where I have him. When I
0: looked at the numbers, they surprised me. Um, they, they really, they really did surprise me. Uh, I was not really aware that he was playing all that at, at such a high level throwing, you know, his touchdown to interception ratio was pretty solid um, and he threw for over 4,000 yards last year. So all all credit goes to him. This is not a knock on him at all. I think that this is right where he deserves to be at 19, in my personal opinion. He's a guy who, you know, if you're putting up those numbers, I would expect that you're also helping your team win more football games. And we haven't seen that uh, in Vegas yet. Uh, it's so weird to say Vegas. Um, obviously... You know, you beat the uh, fuck. The Red Sox lost. That's tough. Um, you beat the uh, the Chiefs last game. Again, year.
1: you mean they lost both games? Their doubleheader to the New York Yankees. You mean they had the bases loaded, with no outs,
0: up three zero in account, and didn't score a single run?
1: <laughs> you know, I don't, I don't, I don't want to hear any complaints about not scoring runs with runners and scoring positions. No, okay, the Mets just finished a streak. Of being o for thirty seven, you should field that complaint. Bases loaded, no outs, three o count. Dude, the Mets do that every game. Every <laughs> like the Mets literally we're last night broken. Last night the Mets broke an o for thirty seven mm-hmm. streak with runners in scoring position. O for thirty seven. That's bad. Uh live live parlays. I want to hammer them right now while we're on the podcast. Dude, the Jays allegedly, are struggling. The Jays are struggling. The Rays killing it. Why are so, none the, of the, the lines Jays available? Are, it's tough. Um, I'm going to move on to my 18 Go and ahead. 17. 18, I've got Cam. His passing numbers, you know, from a completion percentage standpoint, better, barely than Ben. Pretty much a wash. Ben had a lot more yards. But... The reason why I give Cam the edge is because he does have that dual threat status where he's going to hurt you with his arm and his legs. Um you know the guy ran for 12 touchdowns last year. Um so that's or and was it 12?
0: I think it was 12. Yeah, it was a lot, it was definitely double digits. It
1: it it, it was a lot of touchdowns. He had a 3 to uh total touchdown to turnover ratio. So, um do with that what you will. Um, at least I think he had a three. I'm pretty sure he had a three. I feel like the numbers... Hang on. I have to double check it because I might have messed up my math. Um, I don't think I messed up my math. Let's see. He had eight passing to ten um, and the interceptions. And then he had twelve, so I was uh, yeah, I messed up my math there. He actually has a two, um, so that actually changes things a little bit. Um, hmm. all right, glad we haven't made the graphics yet. I'm actually gonna bump him down to twenty. I'm gonna put him above Jimmy. And below Burrow. And then Ben Roethlisberger moves up to eight. So now and so there my my twenty through eighteen is now Cam at twenty, Joe at nineteen, Ben at eighteen. Um okay. edit
0: that on the Google Docs just so I have it.
1: I, I did that. Yep. That's I did that just now. And then seventeen, I have Ryan, and this is how it's written in the sheet. Fitzmagic. magic. Um Pretty efficient last year. Could have been better, uh, but graded higher um, in both QBR and PFF than Roethlisberger. So I put him at 17. Thought that was a pretty reasonable spot to put him. Middle of the pack. Always seems to find a way to win games. Okay. This is where we're going to have our first big
0: uh, difference. Uh, And I'm going to get a lot of shit for the next... For the 17th. 18. I have Ben Roethlisberger. Um, Veteran guy... I think Father Time has already kind of caught up with him. Um, his his arm accuracy and his arm strength just aren't what they used to be. Uh, he's still good for like you know some big yardage seasons and some big yardage plays. And uh, and, and you know, he's he's a veteran guy. And I said this on the last episode too that like he's a veteran guy who garners a lot of respect. And I think that's the most respect that I can give him as eighteen. I think you're you're in the same exact boat when you know you have them where you have them. Um, if seventeen, I will, if if this if this list was not ranking the thirty-two starting quarterbacks for each team in the NFL, if this list was not that, then I would have thirty-one players on this list. But since oh my I, god, no, since I. <laughs>
1: exactly where you're going with this and i can't believe it oh we're making our way onto that casuals page again believe it no
0: so since i have to rank every single starting quarterback from each team the baltimore ravens starting quarterback is technically lamar jackson (laughs) so he's in my book seventeen.
1: Oh, the notifications are going to get blown up. Before everyone like,
0: freaks okay. out, let me say this. This is not the 32 best players who happen to be quarterbacks. These uh, are the 32 best quarterbacks.
1: ability puts him at 17. With let me read passing, you these numbers. He's the 17th best pass. Fine. Um, Lamar
0: Jackson had probably one of the most troubling drop-offs from 2019 to 2020. Oh, in absolutely. NFL
1: history, i stats right now.
0: On throws outside the numbers, his accuracy dipped from sixty four percent to fifty nine percent. His interception rate doubled, and his passer rating fell from one hundred one to eighty five. That's just a little tidbit of information that tells you how his season, his transition from twenty nineteen to twenty twenty went. I could go on and on. If I need to, I will do a follow-up podcast for all the hate I'm going to get. I know for a fact I'm going to get a lot of hate. This is not, again, this is not the 32 best players who have the label quarterback. These are the 32 best quarterbacks. And you could say, well, there's a lot of dual-threat quarterbacks in the league and yada, 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 this, yada, 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 that. When we get to other dual-threat quarterbacks, I will explain why Lamar is so low and these other players are so high, but I don't want to spoil the rest of my list. But let's just say right now, in my opinion, Lamar Jackson is quarterbacking a very fraudulent offense and doing it forgettably. It doesn't work. His style of play doesn't work. You look at other guys who, again, I'm not going to spoil it, that I have higher on this list. Their play works because they can do it both amicably. They can do Run game and pass game like there's no tomorrow. Lamar cannot throw the fucking football. He is a phenomenal runner, and yeah, that offense worked for one season until defenses figured it out. They figured it out. He can't adapt. Seventeen is generous in my opinion. I would have put him at thirty-two if I had if if I if I didn't if I was I am actually too afraid to put him at thirty-two because I don't want my data plan to be so expensive this month because of all the notifications that we're getting on Instagram. So it is really a financial situation for me. <laughs> That's why so, he's middle.
1: <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's great. I mean, dudes, it, what is it? Three straight thousand yard rushing season two straight. What is it? Back? I've it's, it's back. Yeah. Back they're really good thousand. numbers. For yeah. Running I mean, back. It's crazy. Right. I mean, it's, it's crazy. Thousand. Um, yeah, I mean, look, I get the whole passing argument. I mean, he definitely dropped off a bunch. I just, and you know, what's crazy about it, too, is, you know, when you say the whole, um, you know, the running style as a quarterback doesn't work. There are a lot of guys on this list who have higher turnover. The, the reason why I say total touchdowns to turnover ratio is because I didn't think it was fair for Cam to have like a 0.8 touchdown to turnover ratio because he also had 12 rushing touchdowns, right? Right. So it's like, the, he, as a quarterback, he has, um, you know, the ability to run the ball, and that's something that you can't ignore when looking at his numbers. So that's why I did total touchdowns. But I only included rushing touchdowns for guys that actually ran the ball. So if you were getting close to like 10 QB rushes a game or more, I counted you as a rushing quarterback. You know how many guys fit that bill? Four. There are four guys out of 32 in the NFL that are starting quarterbacks that fit the build of an actual rushing quarterback. That's Jalen Hurts. That's Cam Newton. That is Lamar Jackson and Kyler Murray. Those are the only four guys that you can justifiably look at the numbers and say that guy actually was trying to run the ball. Now, sure, there are a couple of guys who ended up with, like, 300-plus yards, but they ran the ball four or five times a game. And to me, that's, you know, if you run the ball four or five times a game, I don't know that I can really consider you as a guy who's actively using his rushing. Like, Aaron Rodgers is a very mobile quarterback yeah none of us consider him to be a rushing quarterback Right? yeah you got to distinct
0: between rushing and mobile because you got you have guys who escape the pocket but aren't necessarily you know they're they're, they're scrambling but not rushing yeah I appreciate that distinction sure
1: because I mean you look at his numbers and you know Aaron Rodgers has broken 300 yards rushing four five times in his career. He's never ran the ball more than 67 times. That's a 350-yard rusher as a quarterback, but no one considers him a rushing quarterback. Dude had three rushing touchdowns last year, and they're all probably within, you know. And, and that's the thing, too, is, like, there are going to be guys who have rushing touchdowns that are quarterbacks, but I'm not counting, you know, as your ability as a quarterback. If you roll out on the footwood the line of scrimmage is the four-yard line, And you've got and you ran a passing play and you roll out and you just waltz into the end zone like you don't deserve credit for a rushing touchdown there. When I'm looking at your stats and considering you as a quarterback, like that's just not you know that's that's a play that any other quarterback is going to make. To me, the reason why I have Lamar a lot higher than you have him is because there aren't other quarterbacks that can run for a thousand yards. Right. That's something it's a dynamic part of his game that he's actively using, whereas a guy like Rogers is a lot more of a, you know, escapes the pocket guy can avoid pressure, can throw on the run. Right. Like you said, a scrambler as opposed to a runner. Um, So to get back to the list, I've got the two the two mats at 16 and 15. I have Matt Stafford at 16 and I have Matt Ryan at 15. Um, and to me, the, the real differentiator between the two of them was Matt Ryan gets a decent amount more yards, and he had a better PFF grade. They are nearly identical statistically. Yep. like as close to identical as it gets almost anywhere else on this list. There is one other spot, I think, where the numbers are really close, and one guy, yeah, Tom Brady and Deshaun Watson are almost identical, which is crazy to think about. They're almost identical statistically, but one guy gets the edge for a certain reason.
0: Okay. Um, 15, sorry, 16 and 15, right? Yep, 16 and 15. 16, I have T-Law, Trevor Lawrence. um, Fair enough. Could could theoretically be higher, but... Here I'm taking your approach of like we haven't we haven't seen him yet so it's not really fair to put him any higher but I think 16 for a preseason ranking uh, is right where he belongs they're calling him one of the most versatile prospects since John Elway I mean, he, he put on a display in college he's he's just such a good quarterback and he's going to sling the ball this year no he's not going to win offensive rookie of the year Um I think he makes a difference for the Jaguars. I think he takes them from the joke that they were last year and puts them into, like I said, six wins. Um, They have the potential to be... I looked at their schedule. um, They definitely have the potential to, you know, win some some big games and kind of run the table. Not run the table, but, you know, go on a little bit of a run with him uh, quarterbacking. Hasn't officially been named the starter yet, but I would find it hard to believe that he's not going to be. Um, yeah, I mean, I'd be surprised if Minshew beats him. Out. I mean, they keep like Urban, Hall, Urban Meyer keeps saying like, oh, it's an open competition. Like, no no one is better than the other, but I think
1: we all... Yeah, but they also refused bullshit. to say that they were taking Trevor Lawrence before the draft. They're like, eh, you know, there's a lot of guys that you got to look at. You know, we're not right. going to... And it was start. like, everyone knew they we were all, that
0: was Trevor Lawrence. Lawrence, right. And I, and I think we all know it's going to be him, and you know, starting for the Jags week one and probably for the whole season. So I got him at sixteen. Uh, I think he's going to sling the ball this year. He's probably going to have a really good year. It's probably going to be fun to watch. And uh, he's got some receivers on that team that will help him out too. So 16. 15, I messed Stafford Along the same lines of view. Um, Older guy who, like, I really feel bad for, will never win a Super Bowl ring and never got the opportunity to in Detroit. And uh, I think he's, it's going to be fun to watch him with the receiving core that they have in L.A. already. Um, but you know, again, age is, does become an issue for some of these quarterbacks. Absolutely. Uh, he has kind of been able to keep up with it over time. Um, touchdown, a quarter to touchdown, interception ratio last year, pretty good. Uh, I mean, he threw double digit interceptions. Uh, I'd like to see him throw more touchdowns this year, but he is also a player who kind of has a risky playing style. A lot of, a lot of deep passes, um, a lot of scrambling, a lot of throws under pressure. So, you know, that's kind of the downfall of, of his game is like he could be, you know, giving away some, some precious yards, some precious points if you choose to play like that. And he's played like that his whole career, and it's worked very well for him on an individual level. But uh, no real postseason success to hang his hat on, um, and I think that's going to be kind of the markup of his career, just like one of the really good quarterbacks who was never able to get there.
1: Yeah, um, I should point out Matt Stafford is my second guy on the most likely to go down uh, list. Um, So my my most likely to drop is Stafford and Roethlisberger. Um, 14, Kirk Cousins. Um, Very similar stats to Matt Ryan and Matt Stafford. Just a little bit better in the turnovers and a marginally better PFF grade. So that's why I have him at 14. My number 13, which I feel like I'm going to get a lot of hate from a lot of people for this, uh, is Justin Herbert. Um, he, he looked great last year. He's my second guy on the most potential move up the list. Um, like, I think that he's going to show that he's a top 10 quarterback this year. I think that he can very easily show that. But to me, with the ex- Exception of the next guy on my list every single guy in the top 13 can reasonably be considered a top 10 quarterback in the nfl like i think we've gotten we've gotten to that tier where other than the next guy on my list every one of these guys you look at and you say that's a guy that can lead a team to a super bowl victory yeah. and so and i think that starts with herbert um so the reason why I have him just a tad low, so the reason why I have him at 13, he could really be at 12. Um, But the reason why I have him at 13 is just because I don't know what he's going to do with a modified offense this year. <coughs> Excuse me. I'm a little bit concerned about him not having Hunter Henry. I want to see what he's able to do without him. And he can easily prove me wrong, and that's why he's on my most likely to move up list. But I'm curious to see what's going to happen with less offensive weapons, in my opinion, this year than he had last year.
0: Fair enough. Um, 14, Kirk Cousins. I'm with you on that one. When I was doing research for this, I was weirdly shocked that his numbers were as good as they were, given how much heat we gave him on the podcast last year. And I think that comes more so from, like, he was a quarterback who... I think in our minds was losing games for the team, but through for over 4,000 yards, um, 35 touchdowns, uh, and some of that, too, could be a product of having the, the wide receiver tandem of right. Thielen and Jefferson. You, you throw um,
1: Rudolph into the mix, and then Dalvin Cook, I mean, if too. Do, if they still had digs, digs, he easily could have been over 5,000 yards and over 40 touchdowns. Yes. Easily. Yeah, which is surprising to me because I feel like we gave him a lot of shit last year during the pick'ems.
0: and well, I really it's, don't it's remember why. Either one
1: of us really thinks it, it's so tough with a lot of these guys because, like, it it you know when you look at the teams that they have, like a Kirk Cousins, his numbers are going to be inflated because anytime you have a top five wide receiver in the NFL on your team, it opens up the field for everybody else, and so you're gonna it's a lot easier to find an open guy. When you have one of the best receivers in the game, and you really just have to get in the vicinity for him because he's going to catch it as long as you get it, make it catchable. So, right, Um,
0: yeah. But you know, I read something that was like I was doing research for all these rankings, and it was like Kirk Cousins is having like career success in Minnesota, and I was like, is he? And then I looked, I was like, I guess he is. Um, So, pretty pretty good ranking for a guy like him to be at fourteen, as close to top ten as he is, at least on on you know. You're in my list. So good for you, Kirk Cousins. Uh, 13, I've got Joe Burrow. Um, mm. He was on pace to have a, an incredible yardage season, and that, too, is because <coughs> they never ran the ball. He just they, they just had him throw the ball constantly. But uh, see, I saw what he could do at LSU. I saw him completely turn his career around in college. You know, he was right. at Ohio State at one point. Playing behind Dwayne Haskins he was a nobody. Transfers to LSU has a funny. shitty That, that quarterback
1: room was was in that quarterback room Haskins, Fields, and Burrow. And Burrow at one point, yeah. <laughs> it's hilarious.
0: And Haskins was the starter and ends up probably being the worst of the three.
1: Easily the worst of the three. Yeah. I, I mean, Burrow's <laughs> barely played. Fields hasn't played an NFL game yet. Right. Which so, is something that bothers we'll me on that note. Can we stop calling preseason games NFL debuts? Yes. Why, Why are we, we calling so annoying. Them? It's like, just oh, not, he's no his, one, his no one tracks no, it's not. these stats. <laughs> no. They don't count. It's
0: preseason for a reason. How that Ron? <laughs> <laughs> um, but, yeah. Uh, but, I've you know, on the note of Burrow, I've seen him completely, you know, make carve out a name for himself in college, and I think he'll have no problem doing it this year he's he could be in contention for comeback player of the year although i i think it's pretty much if he has a good season i think it's pretty much a shoe in for dak um but burrow could throw his name in there if he has a really good year he's you know a lot of these young guys who get taken early on especially quarterbacks the knock on them is like oh really good in college not really good in the nfl and i think that Success-wise, that'll probably be true of Joe Burrow. I think that he's just going to end up being like a consistent quarterback who's on a shitty team, and he might make yeah. the playoffs once in his career, maybe.
1: But he's going to be—I think he's the next Matt Stafford, to be honest with you. Yeah, Matt Stafford puts up huge numbers, great. Like he's up there in the top. I want to see he's a top ten all-time passing yards guy. Like he's got oh, he, tons he of passing is. yards in his yeah. career, and it's just never got the opportunity to succeed because they yeah. couldn't put
0: a team around. I really him. like that comparison. Um, but, you know, heading into the 2021-2022 NFL season, I see that he's got a lot to prove. He, did, he didn't get the full season last year. People are going to say, oh, he's coming off of injury. We don't know what he's going to be. But, like, I don't think he's going to have any issue, you know, coming back. A lot of guys who are coming back. My My big issue like is
1: that- – <laughs> The whole reason why he got injured last year is because they had a shitty O line, and then they had the option to take Penei Soul and they took Jamar Chase instead. Now, I get that Chase was his court, um, uh, teammate in college, yep. and, you know, he was his court. You know, they like each other, they're good friends, and, it, you know, I'm sure that they asked him, but I think it's a smarter decision to try and build a line around him. Like, No, what, I, I what agree. The, the O line is are the definitely a what are the consistencies among all of the Super Bowl teams that the Patriots had? They always had a good O-line. There was never a year in which Brady was getting hit all the time, was constantly throwing under pressure, where they had success in the playoffs. It just doesn't work. You have to have a good O-line to be successful in the playoffs. You saw it this year with the Bucks, and you saw it with the Chiefs. The Chiefs O-line was falling apart towards the end there, and honestly, I don't know how much better they really got. So that that could yeah. be an issue to
0: look No, at. I agree, but I also I don't want to knock Joe Burrow's potential just because of the Bengals O line. Like I agree. I think it limits his success right, but that's part of the problem.
1: Like, If you're gonna make a list of the best quarterback, you can't put up numbers if you're constantly getting hit.
0: No, but he but he did last year. Like look at the yardages that's he was true. throwing for even like like imagine what he can do in a full season, even if he is because he got popped last year a lot, yeah. but he was still putting up numbers. Like he's even higher on this list if they give him an O line but they didn't, but you know, he, he, we haven't seen him play a full season. I think if, if he does everything he did last year in a 17 game season, he's going to have a really good year. So that's my, uh, that's my 14 and 13.
1: Fair enough. So number 12 for me, Derek Carr. So Derek Carr is the one guy in my top 13 that I'm not totally confident can lead a team to a Super Bowl. had a great year last year, uh, was just a little bit more efficient than Herbert um, from a completion, like barely up by a percentage point. Um, to in my opinion, didn't have as good weapons around him. Of course, had one of the best tight ends in the game on his team, but you know, wide receiver, I don't feel like they're all that strong. Um, he's probably another guy that's kind of on the potential to move down the list, but his PFF grade was five points higher than Herbert, and so that to me, when I see you guys that like. Neither one of them really stands out when compared to each other. Herbert had a pretty significant amount more yards, but the PFF grade stands out. I trust the pro football focus um, rankings to an extent. If I'm really stuck between two guys, I'll go to whoever has the best ranking between the two. Then at 11, which I think you're not going to like, I've got Kyler Murray. Um, And I think that part of that is, you know, he really had a breakout year last year and it wasn't all that impressive before that struggled at times last year could be a little bit inconsistent. Um, but I think overall is a better quarterback than Carr, car just because he does have that dual threat ability where he can move outside the pocket and get you big gains with his legs. So that's why I've got him at 11 as opposed to, you know, car at 11. Okay. Um, 12, I've got Baker.
0: Uh, His his numbers, his numbers don't, don't nothing to write home about in terms of his individual statistics. But what makes Baker Mayfield a a really good quarterback in the NFL is that he came into a situation with a program that was struggling and could not win football games. I mean, the Browns were the laughingstock in the NFL for the greater part of the 2010s. And I really think that it was, it was Baker Mayfield showing up to the program that really turned it around. Um, I, I don't, see any other player who wasn't already either there or wasn't you know it just wasn't a huge factor that was on that team you're gonna say probably like Jarvis
1: well to to me the thing that stands out is that Jarvis Landry didn't change when he came from Miami Odell Beckham Jr. didn't change when he came from New York Right. The only thing in that offense, obviously, you know, other than personnel that's changed is the play of Baker. And so I think it's been a real indicator of how much he affects that team. Yeah, no, that's fair.
0: I just and, you know, kind of, you know, singing in the same tune. I just think that him showing up in Cleveland has just made all the difference for this team. I mean, look at them last year, like they really should have beaten the the AFC champions in that um playoff game in the divisional round they really should have and they got screwed by probably the dumbest rule in football uh the touchback rule um and he's just like he's definitely just worked his way up he had like a rough sophomore like a sophomore slump almost but i mean show me a quarterback that hasn't had an off year early on in their career like you can't i i don't want to knock his you know him as a player for saying that his second year wasn't his best. Like I think a lot of guys kind of go through that. He had a lot of success uh, in his rookie season when they finally decided to put him in, he, he put them in not playoff contention, but in over 500 contention pretty swiftly. And yeah. everyone thought that he was the guy and there was a lot of pressure on his shoulders coming back year two to try and repeat that performance, and maybe even get them close to the playoffs. Um, and then it, it really was this past year that for me, it was like, all right, this, this, this kid is like, you know, he's not just another, you know, first round bust or first overall bust. He actually means business. Uh, so just his numbers is what's, you know, making me hesitate to put him into the top 10. But I think his, his impact is, is probably something that would make me consider it is just the impact he's had in Cleveland. And then 11, Matt Ryan um sure. you you add him a little bit lower he just he he's in the same category as Matt Stafford in terms of just slings the ball and will will always be like a strong arm quarterback uh losing Julio definitely hurts but they've got a really good receiving core there especially with Pitts coming in with um Russell Gage and then um Calvin Ridley uh like like those those three, I think are really lethal, and I think that that softens the blow of Julio leaving a little bit. Uh, this team doesn't, you know, like uh, didn't we both have them for west four or less wins?
1: Uh yes, yes, we did.
0: Yeah, so we both had them four or less, uh, and you know, I'm sticking by that. I don't think that they're anything serious, but I do think that you know, having those guys on your team opens up the offense for Matt Ryan to have, you know, another pretty good year. His his stats are really good. Um, he always throws for, you know, a lot of yards. Uh, again, over 4,500 last year in terms of yardage. Um, threw a lot, a decent amount of, like, touchdowns. 26, it's not great compared to his, you know, veteran peers, but it's not horrible either. Uh, uh, so I, I think it's safe to put him there at 11. Yeah,
1: that's fair um yeah so my 10 is baker um i think from a turnover standpoint he's just a lot better than the guys below him um and also that's a guy that i've actually been able to watch quite a few games of in the nfl um and especially recently i just feel like from watching him play it he's been excellent compared to a lot of the guys you know down the list that you know Herbert, I feel like if I watched every single game that he played this year, I might feel differently about him. He might, I might feel like he's higher. But again, I feel like he's going to take a bit of a jump this year. Like he might end up you know, in that top 10. Um, so 10, Baker. The 9, I have Dak. Um, I really think that he could be higher. He really was playing unbelievable last before he got injured. My only issue right now with Dak is I don't know what he's going to look like. You know, I mean, you look at a guy like Joe Theismann, you look at a guy like Alex Smith, these guys that had their legs snapped in half. Now, granted, we weren't hearing these horror stories about almost having to get it amputated and whatever, though apparently he had um, two surgeries on it, which we heard in uh, Hard Knocks. Yeah, so I was going to say, someone uh, watched the intro to Hard Knocks. <laughs> I, no, not just the, I just watched Hard Knocks. Like, right, I yeah, the, just the first
0: scene is like fucking... Uh-uh. By the way, how how dirty of them to start the show with the shot of his scar. Disgusting. Uh, I was eating
1: food <laughs> when they <laughs> happened. That's was your gross. own fault. That is your own fault, sir. I thought, I, just, I thought. alright, maybe we'll get into it later in the episode, but like, it's
0: Hard Knocks, ah. But first opening shot right on the ankle, just like a clean scar.
1: <laughs> my sure. beef with Hard Knocks right now is I got to see Gak I got to see Zeke, and I got to see Michael Parsons. That was it. They didn't talk to anybody else. Oh, I have more people I, <laughs> I, I, well, my big, I just, I like, and we can talk about this probably on a different episode because we're already two hours into this call. Right. Um, but I like the guys that nobody's heard of, the guys that are on the bubble on the roster, like yeah, there was that a tight point end point with the sure. rocks that had like the jacked father in Cleveland. You remember that guy that was just yeah. absolutely huge? Yeah, I loved that. We're not we didn't get that in the first episode. So hopefully episode two, which I think is airing right now and I'll watch it tomorrow. Um, but so, so hopefully in episode two, they change that. I just I my my
0: um, my biggest critique was the narrator said 10 words. The, the first 20 yeah, minutes of the there show, there was nothing. no narration. It was just, like, sound clips and, like, videos from practice. I, the whole point of Hard Knocks is that you have this storyline kind of developing. Yeah. The first episode just seemed like a compilation of clips from training camp. It, it didn't seem like it was going anywhere. Like, you know, you follow, like, they kind of, like you said, you find that, like, wild card player who, like, might not make the team, and you follow him. And it's like, oh, this player, you know, had a great career here. Whatever, like the guy with the Raiders who was in, um, w- was it Ronald Ollie, the guy who everybody loved from Last Chance Last U? Last
1: Chance U.
0: Who was, was he on the in Raiders? That? He was on the Raiders, and he got cut because he kept like faking injuries. He like wasn't trying hard. Right, but, like, I remember that, that whole yeah. storyline. developed. this one. It was like there is no storyline What? they're like riding Six bikes ones. around and like. Dude, the
1: the whole – and, you know, maybe COVID's affecting it, but, man, the – but even last year's wasn't bad. Last year was in the heart of it, you know. They they were real strict with COVID stuff last year, and they were – and especially it was in California. No one was more strict about COVID than California, and they still managed to get it done. So, you know, that's – I don't know what the deal is. Maybe it's a – maybe it's a Cowboys thing.
0: Um, But
1: did you give your 10 and 9? I did not, no. Um, so 10, sure we talk, we'll, we'll probably talk more about hard knocks when all of the episodes have come out. Yeah. I we'll say. do a whole like review
0: a- of hard knocks once it's all said and done. But, um, my 10 is Ryan Tannehill. Uh, Fair enough. we talked before the episode or at the beginning of the episode, like, Oh, we didn't realize Ryan Tannehill was a top 10 quarterback, but I think he is a 10 quarterback and that's it in my opinion. Um, like I said earlier, I've read a lot about this too. You have those guys that can win you games or lose you games. He's not a guy that's going to win you any more games than he's going to lose you, but kind of similar sense of Jalen Hurts is like he's going to put you in a situation to win games. That being said, he isn't strong enough for me to put him any higher. Um, he does have Julio this year, and they do have a pretty nasty potential receiver tandem there or even Trio, um, with A.J. Brown, Corey Davis, and Julio. They are losing out on Jonu to us, who was pretty, you know, in- got, injured. got injured, but, you know, was definitely a big part of that offense. I don't think that necessarily affects Ryan Tannehill to the max because you have Julio Jones coming in. So it's not like, oh, my God, Jonu Smith is gone. But 10 for me, and, like, a flat 10 is where I put Absolutely. him. And number nine is Justin Herbert. I think Justin Herbert is top 10 heading into this season based off what he did last year. Um, You know, he got dealt a really shitty hand of cards being drafted by the Chargers. And that team is poor coached, poor managed, and they lose games that they should win. And like we said, they win games they should lose and they lose games they should win. They're they're so all over the place. Mm -hmm. But the one thing that was consistent with them last year was that Justin Herbert was really good. And I think that I'm putting him in top 10 because nobody expected him to be uh, that good last year, at least on my end. I don't think there was a lot of but there's a lot of buzz around Tua, you know, a lot of buzz around Joe Burrow. And that's just because they're higher draft picks, too. But Justin Herbert was just kind of a sneaky like, hey, like, watch out for this kid. He's got some talent. And he really emerged himself as the best quarterback in that draft class, at least to this point. Um, so I, I'm big on Justin Herbert. I think he's going to have a good year. And I've got him at nine.
1: Yeah, I mean, I agree. I think he's going to end up being in that top ten. I just don't know. that the. To me, when I looked at what he put up, I don't know that the numbers really justified putting him there. Um my eight is, um, from a number standpoint, had a great year last year. Like, there's no denying it. Um, and also, I should point out that from here on out, with the exception of one quarterback, everybody's got a 90 or higher PFF grade. So, like, these are really solid guys. And that that was the other thing with why I couldn't put um, Herbert up that high. He has a 79.9. and and I didn't feel comfortable having a guy in my top 10 at less than 80 when there are three guys below him that are an 82 or higher, and I've got four guys above him that are an 81 or higher, a couple 85s in there. So it's, you know, it's, it, it was tough to me from a PFF grade standpoint to justify putting him there. Um so eight Josh Allen. I have Tannehill at seven. Um and I have Tannehill at seven first off because I think that a lot of Josh Allen's success comes from digs. I'm not huge on Josh Allen. I don't think he's all of that. I'm I have him top ten because his numbers say that he should be. Um, Tannehill I gave the edge to, however, because he's a lot better about his turnovers. And that's the one you know. He gets almost a. He actually gets more than a full touchdown more per interception than Josh Allen does. Gets almost five touchdowns per interception. Josh Allen was a little bit less than four. So um, that's why I have Tannehill at seven over Allen.
0: Uh, I can already tell I'm gonna get a bunch of shit for that on I mean, these. Like I, immediately. I just I, I know. Yeah, it's not. probably. I don't
1: really care about that, to be honest. Like, I feel like that's a, like I can justify that with the numbers. Yeah. And, and like but, if people are like, well, he doesn't throw for a lot of yards. Well, yeah. I mean, you wouldn't throw for a lot of yards either with Derrick Henry was your running back. Like they run the ball so much that well, not it, like, even the Tannehill throw. over
0: Allen. I think I, I think eight is too way too low. I don't know. The numbers justify it. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, but it's just, it's not all numbers game set. Uh anyway, before Fine. I if you if you <laughs> want an
1: eye test, freaking Josh Allen should be 26 on this list. No. No. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. That's that's an exaggeration. <laughs> no. I don't I don't think he's all that. He just is. Um
0: before I before we um before I give my 8 and 9, I just want to say I was just going through the Instagram comments right I mean, now cuz 8 we, and 7, whatever, yeah. Um we're doing guests, the teams on, on the TBR Instagram the past few days. And I just, I don't know why I'm just now seeing this, but shout out to the guy who suggested that people cheat. I don't know why I didn't read this comment until today, but he goes, all you need to do if you don't know is go to pro football reference. It's like, isn't that the whole, the whole point is to not cheat. (laughs) That's, that's an all time comment. All is like, just cheat. It's like, okay, you're no fun. (laughs) All you need to do. It's like, all you need to do if you don't know is just look it up. Okay. <laughs> uh okay. Um, eight, Kyler Murray. Uh, uh, I, 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 think that where you had him at 12. Yeah, no 11, 11, 11. Yeah. Um, I think he's easily top 10. I think I could move him even further up after the season that he had last year with, um, you know, I, am going to say this and people are going to say like, what about John? Dragons? But with the lack of weapons, DeAndre Hopkins is, like, the most guarded receiver in the league. Yes, they connected for a lot, a lot of yards, and DeHop being on that right, team also, definitely helped But also, one of Kyler those Murray. was
1: the Hale Murray into triple coverage, and Hopkins somehow plucked that out. Like, well, that was, you have to give Kyler Murray credit for that, Oh, oh That no, was on the money. I'm not saying, That's yeah. not what I'm saying. I'm saying that, like, that's just an example of how covered Hopkins is. Right, triple coverage, Yeah.
0: Yeah. And I've always thought that DeAndre Hopkins is kind of overrated. Uh, even in his days back in Houston, I never saw him as the number one receiver in the league. He's talented, obviously, and he's definitely up there, but I always thought he got way too much hype. Um but Kyler just had an unbelievable year last year. I think he's gonna double back this year. He's got A. J. Green and DeAndre Hopkins now for two weapons he can use at his arsenal. Uh, this this team looks like they're gonna have a really good year and He is, this was the pick I was trying not to spoil. When you compare him and Lamar, because you said that Kyler was a rushing quarterback too, which like I agree with. I think Kyler is like the embodiment of dual threat in the sense that, okay, so, so you could say numbers wise, sure, maybe not. You can make an argument for not, but when Kyler Murray has the football, there is a significant threat to defenses that he could take off for 20 plus yards or that he could, sling one down the field for 40 plus yards and connect with a receiver. I don't think that's a legitimate threat for Lamar Jackson. I think that the threat with Lamar is, Oh shit. Is he going to fake like he's going to throw and then go and run? Or are they going to run a RPO and he's going to take off? Cause he's a really talented runner. That's what I'll give Lamar Jackson. He is a very talented, very fast, very shifty finesse runner. But I watched Kyler Murray last year because he was my quarterback in fantasy football in a, at extensive length. Pretty much every Cardinals game I was watching, and I was watching him. I, there was every single time they snapped the football a legitimate threat that he could either sling one down the field and connect with a guy right on the numbers, or that he was just going to take off for like 20-plus yards. And that, to me, is the embodiment of the dual-threat running, passing quarterback, and that's why he is easily top 10 in my book after the year he had last year. I think he's going to finish top 10, and um, the Cardinals are going to win the division, thanks to him. Seven, uh, Russell Wilson. Um, I don't have a statistical backup for this. More so, I think the six guys I've ranked ahead of him are just better. And that's it. (laughs) That's really all I can say about it, Russell Wilson. Is I mean, like for one of the, the, the one of the best guys,
1: the if I've done my brain thinking correctly, the six guys that you have above him, I think you can justifiably put above him. Like I don't I, I think I'd argue with you on Josh Allen being above him, but other than that, i I can see the easy argument for any of these guys that you've got above him. Um, so my number six is Lamar Jackson. And um not as great from a turnover standpoint when compared to Tannehill and his PFF grade is the lowest by far of anybody in the top eight. He's got an 81.5. Like I said before, everyone else is above a 90. But to me, the a thousand yard rusher, because I didn't really look at this as a ability to throw the ball ranking. I saw it as just a quarterback ranking of, you know, guys who are called quarterbacks. And so, to me, the ability to run for 1,000 yards for a season and then put up, you know, clearly shy of 200 yards a game, but to do that with almost a 65% completion percentage, I think that he's shown enough of an ability. Like, I don't think that he's a good enough passer. I think he needs to be a better passer. But I think that as an overall quarterback player, I think he's 6. And then I have Russell Wilson at 5. Um and Russell Wilson's actually got a worse turnover um ratio than Lamar, but a lot of that, of course, has to do with the fact that Lamar rushes, right? And I wasn't able to count fumbles lost. Um, but, you know, you look at the passing numbers, Russell Wilson just sighed a 70% completion percentage, 260-plus um, yards a game, was unbelievable at the start of last season and kind of tailed off. Um, But I think five is a really good spot for him. I think he has the ability to prove that he can jump up higher. I don't put him on that list of guys that have the potential to jump up higher because if he jumps up higher, it's probably going to be because Tom Brady retires. And then I'll think he's the fourth best quarterback in the NFL. Nice.
0: Um, Um,
1: Yeah. So, yeah.
0: Six for me is Dak. Uh, I, I really am just basing it off of like, holy crap. Look at what he was on pace to do last year. The injury doesn't concern me. I watched Hard Knocks. It doesn't concern me. Uh, I think he's going to come back. I think he is a pretty much a lock for a comeback player of the year. Um, there's potential. Okay, I think he's a lock for the most suitable comeback player of the year, but I do also think that they might give it to that O-Lyman who left to be a doctor, Taylor Laurent Deverney. I don't know. He has three names. Um, whoever it is, a lot of people are like, it's probably going to be him because he left to work in hospitals on the front lines during COVID and didn't play last year. And now he's coming back. So um, I think he could potentially win comeback player of the year just because of the circumstances, like not coming back from an injury coming back from, you know, fighting a global pandemic. So, but I think Dak is probably going to have comeback player of the year numbers Dark dark horse MVP favorite as well. Um, you look Mm -hmm. at the numbers, you look at the numbers that he put up in the few games that he played before, uh, he got the cramp in his foot last year. And, (laughs) and you really like, it's scary to think like, damn, if he played all 16 games, this is like career numbers, like record shattering numbers. Uh, so I think I'm putting him at six with a, with a really heavy inclination to put him at five, but I couldn't bring myself to do it just because of the injury. Uh, and then five is TB12 uh i think i'm gonna get some heat for it not a good regular season quarterback they struggled last year he did not look great you you're gonna look at his numbers from last year and say well he threw for so many yards if you watched football last year you know that heading into like week 12 he hadn't
1: thrown for that many yards and Uh, and even 2019 too if you were paying attention in 2019 he was not great
0: yeah uh and this is i'm gonna get a lot of hate for it um putting rogers over brady and putting, you know. Oh, these, Rogers over Brady is an easy decision. Are you kidding me? I know, but I, I think a lot of people are gonna. There, a lot of people are gonna look at this and say like, Brady's a better all-time quarterback. Like he's the goat, whatever. Oh but,
1: yeah, but that doesn't. Make but it that's not effect. the like, argument. LeBron yeah. James is a, is the best all-time player currently playing in the NBA. But that doesn't. He, I don't think he's the best player in the NBA anymore. Currently, like, right? Yeah. Yeah. Like when, that's when the Michael was Jordan race. was playing in. 2003 for the Wizards yeah he was the greatest basketball player of all time but nobody thought he was playing better than Kobe Bryant Like, right.
0: and this list is also not who is the quarterback who I think has who are the top 32 quarterbacks ranked in order who I think have the best chance of going to the Super Bowl again that's not this list this is again like I said with Lamar quarterback rankings heading into the 2021 season Brady as incredible as he continues to be especially in the post if we're talking like you know Who's going to go to the Super Bowl? Who's going to be successful in the postseason? He's number one, and he'll always be number one for me. But, like you can't convince me otherwise that you know he leaves New England and goes to this team in Tampa Bay. Granted, they built him a fucking Super Team down there, and anybody could have won with that team. But he was still incredible in that playoff run. He finds ways to get shit done. So this isn't who's going to be the most winningest. Who is going to go to the Super Bowl again? It is quarterback rankings individually. How good of a season are they going to have in the upcoming season? And I and I think Brady is going to. I, I think right now you rank him. I think fifth is a pretty, pretty reasonable place for me to have him. I know you have him higher, but I don't think I should get so much shit from our fans for five.
1: No, I don't think that five is going to give you shit. And I've gone met four, right? Like that's—I don't think that that should give me any either. I think that's fine. I'm sure that there's going to be a rant like that. Casuals account thinks that he's lower than four, but (laughs) whatever, you know. Four, I think, is a reasonable. Like I think when you look at the numbers you can reasonably say he's four. And if people say, oh, that's such a terrible take, like it's really not, like I can back that up. I have evidence behind it. Like the lazy guy said, I've got my stats behind it this time. So, you know, if you want um, that. But yeah, so he's just better at tur- from turnover standpoint and more yards than Wilson. And that's really the basis of the argument as to why I have him ahead of Russell Wilson. Number three, I have Deshaun Watson. Again, this is guys that we are assuming is going to start the NFL season. Who the heck knows what's happening with his legal (laughs) case? I don't even know if that's ever going to court. Like, whatever. We're we're not here to talk about that. Um, 70%. He was unbelievable last year. 70% completion percentage. Over 300 yards. um, And then almost a five touchdown to interception ratio. Yeah. the only guys higher than him on this entire list are Aaron Rodgers and Patrick Mahomes in Rightfully that so, you know, category. Like that's just, and and honestly, from a quarterbacking standpoint, as you can like, you're not people listening to this are not idiots. You know that the only two quarterbacks left are Aaron Rodgers and Patrick Mahomes. So, <laughs> really, the only two guys that I see in the NFL being better than him are Aaron Rodgers and Patrick Mahomes. And I think, I mean, dude, if Deshaun, if somehow. He beats this legal case and continues to play in the NFL. He's going to be one of the best guys for years to come, and it's gonna be him and Mahomes at the top if they can put a team around him in Houston. Yeah. Uh you're missing
0: one name from that list and it's uh Josh Allen and he's my number fourth. Uh number fourth, number four. Uh, Ste I know so I know that your your surefire knock on Josh Allen is that You can accredit all of his success, or at least a large part of it, to Stephon Diggs. But you said earlier when we were talking about Joe Burrow with the offensive line, that's a part of the quarterback rankings, the team that's around him. Like, what do you expect Josh Allen to do? Like, not throw the football to Stephon Diggs, like one of the most elite receivers? Like, they paired Josh Allen with an elite receiver so that he could have someone to throw the football to. Obviously that's going to enhance his play. I don't think that's a knock on his play at all. It's just, he's just a victim of the circumstance. Like what did you expect him to do? Like not throw the ball to him? Like not, it's not going to get him better. I still think with or without Diggs, Josh Allen is elite quarterback. Diggs just definitely enhances his ability. Uh, Had an unbelievable year last year, over 4,500 yards, uh, 37 touchdowns, great touchdown interception ratio. Uh, and took a team to the AFC Championship, a team that was probably not Super Bowl-ready, probably not AFC Championship-ready either. Took a team to the AFC Championship. I think he's just going to do even better this year. Sky's the limit for this kid. Very talented, very strong arm. Would have put him at three if it wasn't for the season that Deshaun had last year. Um, it, like, it, it's just hard for me to rank a guy who led the league in passing yards lower than three. Um, so that's why I have Josh Allen at four, but I, would, I, would, I think I could easily put Josh Allen at three or two, and I could make a really good argument for it if I needed to. But since we're already two hours deep and he's, that's where I've ranked him and I'm just, you know, whatever. Uh, and then three is Deshaun and then two is Aaron Rodgers, and one is Patrick Mahomes. And Which those don't need have, any explanation. I don't yeah. think,
1: yeah, I don't think we don't
0: too. need to explain that. And if anyone has a problem with that, then you have a problem. Um, yeah, there's just, just, no. just the way, the way it goes.
1: Also, I would like to point out that it says Patrick Mahomes. That's that's how I have him named on my list. It's Patrick those Mahomes. Ads,
0: dude. That's probably why I hate those two guys so much is State Farm.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, it's the State Farm guys. I <laughs> forgot about that.
0: Yeah, we almost had a State Farm Super Bowl this year. We talked about that on the podcast. I said I wouldn't watch it. <laughs> I literally said I threatened. I threatened. I think the NFL heard me loud and clear because I have so much pull over there. I threatened oh, to yeah, not absolutely. watch the Super Bowl if it was a State Farm Bowl, and they listened. They're like, "All right, guys, we need we need Brendan from TBR to watch the Super Bowl. The Packers have to tank the second half so that Tom Brady and the Bucks can get into the Super Bowl." So, yeah, yeah. I don't know, but that's so, our list. So,
1: <laughs> yeah, and then as far as the guys that you know, so my number one guy to like potential to move up is hurts just because I think he's got more, like he's got more places to move up than Herbert. And then Herbert is too. Cause I mean like Herbert could move up six spots this year, but realistically Hertz can move up like 15, right? Like, yeah. like it's impossible for Herbert to move up 15 spots. So I go Hertz one, Herbert two, as far as potential to move up. And then burger definitely number one for potential to move down, and Stafford, number two.
0: Okay. I'm not even going to give a list because I, I haven't thought about it enough. Fair enough. <laughs> I'd have to think about it more, and it's 1030, and I have to wake up early and drive to Virginia or Washington, D.C., wherever tomorrow. So, I'm, are, you, are you stopping halfway? What do you mean halfway? Oh, oh, oh thought you meant stopping the episode halfway. Yes, I'm stopping no, halfway. No. I'm doing eight hours tomorrow, four hours on um, Thursday, and then I'm moving on Friday. Gotcha. So it's going to be a grind the next few days.
1: Yeah, tw- I mean, honestly, 12 hours isn't that. I, I, I drew um, for spring break in the middle of COVID, or well, I shouldn't say in the middle of, right before quarantine began, me and a bunch of my friends from school, we... Spent a couple of days in Cleveland. And rather than pay to fly, we all drove from... So I drove from my house to Connecticut. We spent the night in Connecticut and then drove from Connecticut to Cleveland. And that was like a 13-hour drive. We mm-hmm. did it all in one shot. So it, I mean, honestly, so it wasn't that like, bad. We needed <laughs> brakes every, like, three hours. But that was mostly because of my knee. Like, I can't yeah, sit yeah. in a car for more than three hours without getting really, like, painful in my knee. Like, I got to move it around, so...
0: Yeah, I'm excited though. I'm excited like when I do it coming back for like Christmas, like that. I think is gonna be fun. Like I'll like fucking record that'll a podcast sick. while doing it, and I'm doing it with other people too, who I know. Slowly. Are you like, that'll awesome be, like, Yeah. So yeah, like that,
1: that sounds like so yeah. much fun. Like you're gonna you're gonna make friends while you're down there, and I'm sure you're gonna have friends who are like from around here, and you'll yeah. just all of you guys drive back up, and that will be so much fun. I can just like that sounds like so much fun to me.
0: Yeah. But like I would so like even tomorrow I would record a podcast. <laughs> but like I'm probably gonna sleep like the whole day and then uh, like work on um, TBR, respond to hate comments probably.
1: <laughs> <That's> <laughs> yeah, dude, I, mean. I gotta I gotta wake up early tomorrow too. I gotta wake up a whole hour earlier than I normally would wake up. I have yeah, a meeting at great. twelve, so I have to get up before one. <laughs> wow.
0: See, <laughs> <laughs> wake up early I know. is not <laughs> a big. T- I wake up early every morning
1: like on my own i don't i need to start fixing my sleep schedule because at this point i'm like going to sleep at 3 a i'm like west coast time or like midway through the pacific time because i basically go to bed at 3 a.m and wake up at 12 yeah (laughs) so Um... like like west coast time that'd be like you know midnight and 9 a.m but like so i'm really like an hour or two into the pacific ocean yeah, as far as like a sleep schedule, which is an issue, I gotta get that
0: fixed. That is a little bit issue. <laughs> um, but yeah, before we sign off, obviously, you know, a lot of a lot of talk on the episode about me leaving. Um, not to get main character syndrome and get like all soft on everybody, but like this is the last podcast that I will be doing from TBR Studio A one for you know the foreseeable future. So just a quick like thank you to the studio um you know this this is it's going to be the first time in like pretty much tbr history where we're consistently like not using this space one of us isn't using this space like this has become an iconic fucking spot like you haven't even gotten to like experience it yet um i know i've been in the
1: room but i've never actually recorded at the
0: studio itself so like you know we've had some iconic moments in this studio like when i built like obviously i've done all my podcasts down in this room but we kind of constructed this mini studio over COVID when we all knew like last like September to like December when all the high schools and colleges were doing that wicked long break from November all the way through because they didn't want kids going, getting COVID and coming back. And we all knew we were going to be like home. So I was like, we're probably going to be doing in-person podcast. I might as well build a fucking table with microphones. So I got two like long tables and like six microphones. And, you know, this is kind of it's. It's bittersweet because like obviously like we're not going anywhere and like it's going to be no different to anyone who listens. But just, you know, this is our first like studio and it's going to be completely empty for a couple months. So, you know, if it were up to me, Michael would would come over and, and just use the space. But that's probably majorly inconvenient for him. So the space is just gonna go. it would un- be
1: kind of weird for him to just randomly show up to your house and like, my house. "Hey, Mister and Missus Willett, <laughs> I'm just gonna go down in the basement, have some fun, record a podcast, right?" Yeah, that would be weird, but yeah, you know, it's it's like an
0: icon. It's a little bit of an iconic. Like I feel like we're gonna look back in a few years once we have a real studio and like a real office and everything, and we're gonna be like, "Remember, you know, fucking like Carp has this this whiteboard in front that no one can really ever see except when you're in the room, but there's a little whiteboard that says like." welcome to TBR Sports Studio A1, and it's, it has never been erased. Like, no one fucking touches this whiteboard. It's just kind of like unwritten rule of the rooms. Like, you never move the whiteboard. You never touch it. No one writes on it ever. One person wrote on it one time, and we don't speak about that anymore. We don't talk to that person anymore. We erased it immediately. It had the two most insane words of all time on it, too. I'm not even going to tell you what it said, but it was, it was, was it was a message in support of the joke of the SEC, uh, and I exonerated. Orange that shit. do
1: be better burnt.
0: <laughs> yeah, let's just say orange is better burnt. So I immediately erased that shit, and I was like, "Never again is this happening." So only one time has someone written on the the Studio A one board, and it got erased seconds after they wrote. But um, but yeah, it, it's it's an iconic studio that we have here. So many memories were were created down here and it's going to be it's going to be tough like not using this space like i'm so proud of the space that that i built here that you know we're not using it for next couple months but we'll be back uh we have breaks obviously i mean we've got
1: skype pick'em all throughout the fall it's right not like like we're not we recording.
0: are we aren't going anywhere it's just we it's just no one's going to be using the studio yeah no one is going to be using yeah. studio a we,
1: we are going places we're just going places without the studio right the studio it isn't parents. coming with
0: we're, we're making our own new studio
1: <laughs> um yeah, so yeah, studio, just, yeah. <laughs> that is the same exact desk because every single college dorm room has the same desk yeah that's, that's I, I want to meet the guy who owns the company that makes those debts, because I guarantee you he's, like, the fifth richest person in the world. He probably is. Like, it's literally Bezos, then Gates, then Bomber, then probably, like, Elon Musk or some shit, and then it's this guy. <laughs>
0: yeah, probably. But, yeah, I just—I didn't want to, like—you know, we're not going anywhere, so I don't want to be like, oh, like, PBRs is whatever— but it's just like I just needed a quick tribute to the studio because this thing has been a fucking gem. Uh, and I'm definitely going to miss not recording podcasts down here. But I'm also excited that, you know, Pick'em season is right around the corner. And it's just like our content's been buzzing. So there's really nothing to be sad about other than the fact that it's like the studio won't be in use for a couple months. Right. So, yeah, that's all I've got for, uh, for Epi 84. Next one's 85. We're getting close to 100, too.
1: I want to time 100
0: up so that we're all together, if at all possible.
1: It'll be difficult just because, I mean, you figure we're probably going to get one more podcast in before the NFL season starts, right? So when you think about it, Patriots... So let's think about this. Patriots. Well, I was
0: thinking, let's theoretically say we're doing, we know we're going to well, be doing at least one like a week.
1: We're, we're right. We're doing a pick them every week, right? So we'll say episode 86 happened, or sorry, wait. next is 85. Yeah, next is 85. So 85 is pre the season, right? So 86 will be week one. Seven is week two. 88 week three. 89 week four. We can just 90. Is week five, so two, nine, three, 94, 95, 96, 97. Oh dude, 98, 99, ninety nine, one hundred. One hundred is going to be Christmas that week. Oof. Dude, one hundred might be on Christmas. Because I was gonna say if there's, there's a okay, if there's at, a wave. at one
0: PM. Okay, so then we would just record episode hundred before. Or the that week's pick them so that we can all do like a, because episode 100, I want to do just like a, we sit here and talk about TBR episode. I don't want to talk about it. anything
1: else. I love it. Dude, that, if we're all be be together, sick. That'll, that'll be because we're going to be, well, we will all be home because it's in the middle of December.
0: Right. And literally, well, like, Michael's still going to be here. Farulo is not leaving. Uh, that leaves uh, you, Where is me, going? Endicott oh i just doxed him i don't know if he wants me i don't care um, <laughs> but um yeah so carp should be home right we i don't know about Carp. we don't know where he's gonna be but i want everybody like as many people who have you know influence do gonna be no that's true we and <laughs> i just we got if we can time it up so that we're all here for a hundred that would like make my fucking year yeah let's let's make that the goal maybe the next time we record well i'm gonna be home for other times and recording podcasts so not the next time we're down here but let's make it a goal that if we're like close to a hundred get strategic about when we record so that we can all do it together but all right enough rambling such a long show this has been episode 84 everybody Thank you all so much for listening. Farewell to studio A1 for the time being. Uh, I am excited to see all the hate that we get for our QBRs and we will see you all on the flipping flip side. Ha ha!